Blog Talk Radio.
your name and we thank you father we praise you father god in accordance with your holy word first uh, thessalonians five sixteen, my new verse <laughs> father we just praise you and we thank you for the opportunity to be able to come before you tonight we praise you father god and thank you for the days that we're in right now because if we had been born in the 30s or back further we wouldn't be aware of the things that are happening we'd probably be focused on stuff that we shouldn't be focused on. And, um, Father, this just opens up a world of opportunity for us because we recognize it's it's a burden, but it's a blessing. It's a burden, but it truly is a blessing. And, Father, we ask you for an anointing, please, in the name of Jesus, to come down upon us with a spirit of trust, a spirit of health. We need uh, an injection of the blood of Jesus into our bodies to, to hold us together in the dark times. You know, you said, Lord Jesus, that if you know, those days had not been cut short, you know, flesh would have been saved. And it sure sure does feel an awful lot like, you know, we're kind of like in those days. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And we just want to thank you, Father God, and continue to praise you through thick or thin, thick or thin, whatever uh, challenges that we have in our lives, whatever, uh, you know, blessings that we have in our lives. And to remember, to remember that everything that we're asking for in our prayers, when we are praying through, especially if we're, if we're gifted with the gift of speaking in tongues, we're able to touch, you know, and, and even even kind of punch our way to the top, the the, uh, the top of the the stack of uh, petitions uh, with that incredible gift that so few realize is so powerful. And we just thank you for revealing that to us. And Father God, we just pray in Jesus' name for those that are hurting, those that are um, victims of the terrible times that we live in right now. It's it's both glorious. It, it's glorious in the sense that we. Know know, um, and I'm going to change my word. Instead of using impending, I'm going to go ahead and use forthcoming. <laughs> we know that the uh, our departure is very much forthcoming, and um, you know we you know of course we don't even attempt to try to to guess.
guess the day or the hour. But we praise you, Father God, for helping us to understand how forthcoming it is. Um, and yes, I'm going to use the word, sometimes I'll use the word impending as well. And I, I just praise you, Father God. I, I don't think there is a proper word to embrace for how, I don't like the word soon. I as you know, Father, you know, I'm a word kind of a guy, and, and that, that word just troubles me. Um, but I praise you, Father, and I thank you. I, I thank you on behalf of every listener of this program. We are trying our best, and I pray in the name of Jesus for those that are struggling with whatever it is that you're struggling with, that you will continue to persevere and push through. Praise Jesus. Um, you know, hey, listen, I, I get I, you know, I, I get a lot of input from a lot of people around the world, and I get input. Input, secondhand input and thirdhand input from people that say, did you know that so-and-so and did you know that so-and-so? And Father, we just know that there are a lot of our fellow brothers and sisters that are going through some pretty horrible times, homeless indeed, living out of their cars in some cases, and we just pray for them. We lift them up in the name of Jesus and we pray, Father, we need all of all every single one of us. We need, you need us. We believe that you need us. That's what your scripture says. We want to be here at the ready to help in any way that you would call us to help in Jesus name. And we pray father God for those that are less fortunate, those that are, that are getting, uh, you know, kind of, punched in the head a little bit by the forces of darkness that are surrounding us and the black walls that are cranking in toward us. We realize that they're there, but we also understand that that just means we're getting ever so much more close to the days of our departure, to the glory that stands before us, and we just cannot wait. We cannot wait. And Father, I just pray in the name of Jesus for for, uh, every single person who has been so blessed, even even at this time. Uh, We know that everything is at stake right now, and, and, and we pray that you will just place upon our hearts, a desire to continue to give out of and trust, to trust you, believe you, know that know that we know that we know in our from the very bottom of our heart that you are right there by our side that you are going to help us in every step of the way as you have throughout our entire lives even if we are going through some challenging periods and we will continue to wake up and praise you just like it says in first thessalonians 5 i believe it is 16 uh we will continue to praise you no matter what hallelujah we thank you father god rejoice always pray without ceasing and in everything give thanks for this is the will of christ Jesus for us. Praise you, Father. And we thank you for these words. We praise you for your scripture. We praise you for the encouragement that we get from our fellow brothers and sisters. And we praise you for the wonderful message that we're going to be getting tonight from Sister Terry Hill, because we all need an uplift. Uh, there, There's no doubt about it. Um, the days that we're in right now are... Um, Pretty uh, challenging to to uh, to endure. Those of us who have indeed taken the thousand milligram red pill, I can't think of a better analogy, uh, do carry along with us that burden. But at the same time, we have to, you know, kind of look past that, um, continue to pray, continue to get on our knees, continue to seek our heavenly Father, like like you know, like tomorrow is the day we're leaving, uh, because it could be so. And we just give you all the praise and glory and honor, Father God, forever and ever. And now to Him, our Lord Jesus. Jesus, who's able to keep us from stumbling and present us faultless before the presence of your glory, Father God, with exceeding joy. And to you, Father God, our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Praise God. We just we just got to give all the praise to Jesus. We got to learn. You know, it, it's it's hard. You know, it's really hard. And I um my heart just breaks. I mean, sometimes I'm doing these radio show preparations, and you know, I kind of think um I try. I don't know. We all want to disconnect a little bit. You know, uh, like uh, the Southwest Airlines tickets say, want to get away. Uh, and then today, oh my gosh, talk about feeling guilty. I realized that I failed, and my dogs are letting me know it, I failed to uh, renew or get another thing of uh, pig's ears for them. So they're like staring at me like I'm, uh, you know, a very bad man. And I I tried to give them a really cool bone, uh, you know, in in, in substitution, and uh, that lasted all of about... 20 seconds. So anyway, um, so anyway, my dogs are upset and I'm like going, oh man. Uh, but anyway, um, I thought I had a, a spare bag because I can't fit. It's a long story, but whatever. So I ordered some, but unfortunately they're a week out and my dogs, they know when there's a radio show. So what happens is they stare at me. They literally will stand there and they will look at me with the most hopeful, hopeful, hopeful eyes. I mean, my goodness gracious, it is, it, it's, it's, it's hard to take it. And I feel very guilty and bad because I messed up. I didn't, I didn't get any more for them. So uh, there's more coming. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. We praise you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for our jobs. We praise you, Father. And we ask you to lift up, please, Father, in Jesus' name, where two or more are gathered on earth concerning anything that we ask, Matthew eighteen nineteen. it shall be given to us by our Father. And Father, together we ask on behalf of all of our fellow brothers and sisters that are suffering more so than maybe we are at this moment. Um, Father, we ask you to open doors for them if they need a job. We ask you for a supernatural, um, just open the doors that you want to have open for them, Father. 
because we believe and stand upon promises such as Matthew 19:26. with God all things are possible and we know Father God yes these are dark days and yes we have heard the prophecies that say say things like you know we will go through a period of time where it feels like uh, you're not there and you're not answering our prayers but you know what Father we still have thank you Jesus we have our 1111s that I mean it was the weirdest thing but praise God I needed this by the way I was having kind of a crummy weekend uh, it's a long story my job, man, it's like the devil. Uh, the devil's everywhere. I mean, you know, and yes, I don't want to say, you know, there's a demon on every doorknob, but there kind of is. Um, but anyway, um, uh, yeah, we got to continuously stay in prayer. Hopefully, you know how to use spiritual warfare tactics. Hopefully, occasionally, you, or once on a blue moon, you can tune into the prayer vigil and at least. Um, you know, get some ideas maybe on how you can pray. Some people like to get, you know, really into the weeds and pray over every little thing. Uh, I tend to be more like just go after the whole lot of them uh, at once. Uh, but whatever, um, you know, we we, we got to be working real hard, you know, to try to divine protection. We need a lot of divine protection in the days that we're in right now because the days are dark. They're really dark, and these entities are after us. I mean, they want us dead. Um, So anyway, um, I put up several uh, new articles uh, that are interesting. Some of of them are links over to the Greg Reese report on the hydrogels and how, you know, that stuff. I also put uh, the Miami ET event, um, uh, a uh, Walter Weiss teaching, it's very short, very to the point, uh, on the Khazarian Jews, uh, which is uh, very important nowadays, the Jews that are not Jews, which our Heavenly Father and Lord Jesus Christ refer to as the Synagogue of Satan. Um, also, I threw up a little uh, ditty from Phil Schneider from back in the 90s where he uh, you know, uh, regurgitates or repeats, or I don't know what you want to call it, but he, he tells everybody what, what he was had heard uh, that, that the alien agenda was. And it's fascinating to listen to that because it's from the 90s, and so much of it is happening today. So you know that these are fallen angelic beings from the bowels of the pit. Uh, and anyway, uh, thank you, Jesus, and we're certainly getting that thrown in our face an awful lot lately, too. Um, but anyway, so there's a few more articles. I hope I didn't spam anybody too badly. I tried not to. I could have put a 30 of them up there, if I, but I just thought, oh, Jiminy Crickets, if people have signed up for the little notifications, they're going to be getting bombed, and I then I thought, oh, yeah, I better back off a little bit. But anyway, yeah, when I realized that I did, I didn't have any. Oh, and by the way, for those of you who have uh, decided to do your own doom scrolling, you have probably found why I used the word. I started to use the word impending instead of soon because, yes, the evil entity and treasonous sick, twisted, Satanist, pedophile, Chuck Schumer, uh, whispered in the shapeshifters, you know, whatever. I don't know what this thing is, but it isn't Biden. It's not Biden. I mean, I I actually have the testimony of one of Biden's um, family members who said that he died a while back. And who knows what this entity is? I mean, these things are – and then they wear masks, and, oh, it's just unbelievable. But but he had mentioned the word impending as opposed to the word soon, and I thought, wow, that's a pretty good choice of words. Uh, for the rapture, but then I, I looked at, at some more uh, synonyms, and I and then there was the one that kind of jumped forward, forthcoming. You know, I that one even sounds a little bit better. I think I like the word forthcoming as opposed to impending because forthcoming, we know it's forthcoming. We know it's right around the corner. We I I I powerfully believe that. I really really do. And could I be wrong? Yeah. 
don't know. If if I am wrong, <laughs> I guess I better get a bigger backpack. Let's just put it that way. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Anyways, um, uh, it's you know we're 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 in some really weird times right now. Things are creepy. Um, but anyway, we're going to get into a little bit of that tonight. But I want to definitely be able to roll over uh, the show quickly into the hands of Sister Terry. Um, uh, also, just so you know, that you, you know, I pray that you're aware that Terry Hill has a link on tribulation-now.org, or also you can also get to it via tribulationnow.com, one word, tribulationnow.com. Dot com also forward you over to that uh, tribulation dash now dot org okay um, and, and, you know and and, uh, and this is I set up this website all the way back in two thousand and nine and uh, back in those days you didn't have the choices that you have today for um, uh, your your root domains and stuff. So uh, anyway, it's it's weird and it's irrelevant. Um, but uh, tribulationnow.com is up and running and working. That link does forward you over to the site, and you can you know I don't know how long I'm going to leave all of these up here because some of them are pretty risky. And I, 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 all I'm doing is I'm forwarding people over to the Twitter feeds, but then I don't know. We're, we're, we're going to have to be careful as uh, sons and daughters of the, our Lord Jesus. Now, I don't know, you know, where, where does the line come in? You know, um, all I know is that I want to serve God as long as I possibly can and as much as I possibly can, because he, he, he I love him. And even when I have bad days, I still love him, and I still feel bad when I have bad days, because I know we're not really supposed to have bad days, but we all do have bad days. We do. We do. And, um, and uh, you know, we just got to pray through and keep on standing. You know, I, I'm, you know, this next week is going to be... It's going to be a whopper for me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, and all things give praise. We praise you, Father God, for our good times. We praise you, Father God, for our challenging times. Consider it a challenge. Hallelujah. We pray that you will just outpour an anointing of trust upon us, Lord, so that we're able to navigate the ambiguity and the difficulty and, you know, and just hang in there persevere. As a matter of fact, I never got to read this, and I wanted to. Um, so I'm going to see if I can find it, because it's really beautiful, and I'm, I got a hunt. Now, hold on just a second, because I got a quadrillion. I'm like, you ought to see my uh, Gmail. <coughs> Excuse me. You ought to see my Gmail. It, it has so many of those, I don't know what you call them, folders, uh, flags, um, what are they? I don't know what they call them. I, I don't even know. But it, oh, labels. They call them labels. That's what it is. I have so many labels. I can like when I want to find one, I can't because I got too many of them. Uh, but anyway, um, the one. Oh, sure enough, I'm not going to be able to find this. Look at this prophecy show ideas. Prayer vigil. There's the one I was looking for. All right. Let's see if I can find it. Oh, yeah. Here we go. I'm going to go ahead and pull this out and read it to you. I Normally, I would have copied it into the show notes, but unfortunately, um, yeah, um, I had to rush. I had to do a little bit of a rush job this uh, tonight. Well, I got it. I got all the – don't get me wrong. I got all the show notes in that I needed to get into, but uh, it's, 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 it's very hectic. Sometimes Sundays are hectic because I might, you know – get tired. Maybe I didn't sleep very good or whatever the case is. Happens a lot. And I think it does for a lot of us. And um, praise God. And so, um, uh, you know, then uh, I make 
the most biggest mistake ever, and I take a nap, which, of course, is a really, really, really big mistake. Because when you take a nap in the afternoon on Sunday, you might think it's not a big deal, but then when you try to get to sleep, then you're like going, oh, now I can't, you know, I'm having trouble sleeping. So anyway, praise God. So I'm going to read this to you. This is the entitled, The Discipline of Spiritual Perseverance. I love this. This is from Oswald Chambers. Uh, he's got some really fantastic writings, and I signed up for his uh, daily emails. I also got one coming in from Spurgeon, which I think is really cool. Um, but anyway, because, uh, you know, sometimes you just, you know, you want to – if you're going to wake up early anyway, um, what a great way to start the day off with a, with a devotional. And I, I, I don't think I really finished the point very well on the prayer vigil, but my point regarding the scientific calculator is if you can stand on the shoulders of people before you that, are, that learned things that maybe you didn't learn or learned them in a different way, when you can stand on their shoulders, when you can learn from Smith Wigglesworth, when you can learn from A.A. A. Allen, when you can learn from David Hogan, when you can learn from these people, wow, what an advantage. So anyway, Oswald it has some fantastic writings, and uh, I'm going to read this one for you because it's just fabulous. And it's entitled, The Discipline of Spiritual Perseverance. And then he quotes, um, be still and know that I am God, Psalm 4610, praise God. And he says, perseverance is more than endurance. It is endurance combined with absolute assurance and certainty that what we are looking for is going to happen. Perseverance means more than just hanging on, which may be only exposing our fear of letting go and falling. Oh, that's strong. Perseverance is our supreme effort of refusing to believe that our hero is going to be conquered, which, of course, we know that's no possible way. Our greatest fear is not that we will be damned, but that somehow Jesus Christ will be defeated. I don't have that fear. I don't know why Oswald would say that, but I love how he goes on about perseverance. He says, also our fear is that the, the very thing that our Lord stood for, love, justice, forgiveness, kindness among men, will not win out in the end and will represent an unattainable goal for us. There is, then, by the way, we're living in these days. Oswald is, Oswald's hanging out with Jesus right now, probably in his city mansion, enjoying some of those amazing, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, hors d'oeuvres on the silver platter that um, supernaturally reappear when you take one off the platter. That is just too cool. Uh, but anyway, um, uh, and he says, um, and that we will, uh, and will will not win out in the end, and will re- represent an unattainable goal for us. Then there is the call to spiritual perseverance. He says, a call not to hang on and do nothing, but to work deliberately, knowing with certainty that God will never be defeated. See, there he goes. See, so he's basically twisting it. He's turning it around and saying this is spiritual perseverance, which I do believe we are all, we're in the middle of it. We're all experiencing that. Okay, and it goes on, it says, if our hopes seem to be experiencing disappointment right now, it simply means that they are being purified. Every hope or dream of the human mind will be fulfilled if it is noble and of God. But one of the greatest stresses in life uh, is the stress of waiting for God. Oh, man, 
Man, oh man, this is like so prophetic. My, oh, I wish, I, I wish this guy was like sitting in the room with me. I'd be like going, man, you nailed it. Um, and it goes on to say, he brings fulfillment, quote, because you have kept my command to persevere. Revelation 3.10. Continue to persevere spiritually. So therein is a uh, some of, some awesome advice for those of us who are in the days that we're in right now because, wow, it is really hard. And for those of us who are in the workplace, even much, much more so. And I, you know, I don't really think that, you know, I used to think that, you know, other than t- extra time to pray, I never really, I, you know, I don't think a lot of people realize that, uh, we're, everything is being threatened right now. Okay, so just because you're getting Social Security income or whatever the case is, everything is being threatened right now. Uh, and it's uh, and they mean it. They mean it. And so we're going to have to spiritually persevere, spend even more time in prayer, more time in worship. Remember, worship and praise is power. Worship and praise is power. And we need more of that in our lives now than ever before. I believe that with all of my heart. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And I need to get more of it in my life. Um, uh, you know, I have bad days. I have crummy days. I Sometimes my weekends are the hardest times of all because, you know, I'm doom scrolling. I'm looking for news for the radio show. And unfortunately, that can lead to you know, being exposed to things that you really would rather not uh, be exposed to. Praise God. Um, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So anyway, um, let me go ahead and uh, move. Oh, oh, I know what. Um, praise Jesus. Um, oh, so anyway, so for those of you who were doom scrolling and saw that Chuck Schumer was, uh, you know, counseling the entity that refers to himself as Biden, and he, re- he recommended he use the word impending. I was listening to what Schumer was saying, because, you know, he's the epitome of darkness. And But then he said, you know, use the word impending. And I was like, oh, that's actually a pretty darn good choice of words. And then and then I was looking, uh, uh, we, uh, myself and um, uh, uh, br- brother, I call him uh, West Coast Walter, we were talking about that. And uh, he said, what about forthcoming? And we were kicking that one back, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then we, you know what we came to the conclusion of? There just isn't a good word. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, we were going back and forth and back and forth. And, you know, at the end of the at the end of the conversation, there just isn't a good word, um, because in, in, in all all I can say is that it's not soon enough for me. That's for sure. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And I'm pretty sure that those of you who are listening to this program right now, and I'm very excited to have uh, Sister Terry joining us tonight. Um, even Terry was telling me, you know, when we had the power go out, uh, we were talking for a while and she's asked me how I was doing and all that kind of stuff. And, um, um, but anyway, uh, you know, um, it, it is, uh, she knows, you know, she's, she's talking to people too. And she knows that people are, not especially happy nowadays because of, uh, you know, the, the increasing darkness. You know, Christians don't like to be around this kind of stuff. And we're not really supposed – we're supposed to shine our light, right? We're supposed to keep on watching. You know, we're supposed to watch and pray, right? We're supposed to be wise as serpents but gentle as dove, right? Amen? So it, it is a very difficult kind of a thousand milligram red pill sort of a thing to have to deal with. And um, But the blessing, the blessing from it is that it, can, it, it really can be highly motivational for us uh, to uh, – to, um, 
you know, because think of it like this. If you know that our departure is forthcoming and you're pretty sure, excuse me, if you're pretty sure about that, why wouldn't it motivate you to spend more time touching other people's lives? And, you know, that's what God likes. That's what he loves. He loves kind, thoughtful, helping people out, touching people's lives. Wouldn't it be, there's just so many, I know it's, it's, it's tricky now, um, but listen, nothing is stopping us from touching people's lives in ways, you know, we've got PayPal, we've got uh, Zenmo, we've got multiple ways to be able to, to help other people when we are being blessed better, you know, or maybe we're in a better position right now. But, um, you know, like the scripture says, when you give to the poor, you're basically lending to God. You know, that's an awesome promise right there. And we all need these promises right now more than ever. But, you know, yeah, it's tough because what, you know, I, I, I don't want to get into the details, but I can tell you that there are things that I don't want to, let's, you know, you, you remember, those of you who remember, remember probably to some degree where I got forced to have to go. Well, anyway, yeah, that kind of thing. Well, it's worse. You know, there's a lot of darkness in the workplace. There's a lot of darkness in the workplace, folks. And so, unfortunately, not only do you have to get exposed to that darkness, but uh, anyway, so just, you know, so now I'm just going to go ahead and shift gears and Matthew 18, 19 and First Thessalonians 5, verse 16 are going to become my two favorites. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I am going to praise you, Father, no matter how hard it gets, because praise is power. Praise is power. Praise is what brought down the walls of Jericho. Praise is what caused uh, the uh, the earthquake to occur, to break open the shackles, to save the souls. Paul, it's, I, mean, I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. I mean, come on. So knowing how important and vital it is to be full and gushing and overflowing with praise, and it and it, it's it can be very very hard when you are when you feel like you're you know wearing those metaphor or not metaphorical uh, is it analogy? I, sometimes it, it is kind of a metaphor. But anyway, um, uh, you know, boots. You know, like we have to like wear high boots to be able to deal with the darkness and know about the darkness the way that we do know, uh, because it's, uh, it's really, really dark. Uh, praise God. But, you know, uh, so it, this is a manifestation, I believe, uh, it, it, you know, the days that we're in right now is truly a manifestation of what Jesus warned us about. Um, and, um, and, you know, I, I, I almost feel led sometimes. I know I did it on the one show, kind of created a little bit of a checklist and we went over it. Really, when you think about it, all the things are, all the boxes are checked there, you know, but anyway, we'll just have to hang in there, persevere like uh, Oswald Chambers uh, recommended and we all need to do. And part of that really, a big, big part of that is praise. It really, really is. Um, it, it can change amazing things, uh, you know, in your life. In your, it, can bring in, it can bring in healing to you. If you're having problems with uh, various things, uh, you know, praise. Praise is powerful. Praise is powerful. Thank you, Jesus. All right, kids, are you ready? Let's see if you are. All right. Kids, I got help for my ATM addiction but went through withdrawals first. <laughs>
It went through with Come on, work with me. Hey, Spanky! Spanky! Put that sign down, Spanky. You're trying to... No, I know what you're up to. All right. Okay. Oh, okay. That's a nice thing to do. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Spanky. I was wrong. You were being nice. All right. Uh, uh, That's so rare, though. You must admit, right? Uh, Anyway. (laughs) Okay. Kids, I was going to tell you a joke about boxing, but I forgot the punchline. <laughs> Kids! Yeah! Hallelujah. Praise God. Kids, I bought an automatic I bought an automatic shovel. It's groundbreaking. An automatic shovel, you know. Uh, oh, okay. Okay, you didn't like that one very much. I know, what is an automatic shovel? Is that a steam shovel? You know, um, before I blast through this uh, news, now that I have no word to use for the rapture, it's forthcoming. It's impending. It's everything. Is it soon? How soon is it? <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. There are just no words. No words. Well, I can, well, the only word that I can think of is, are we here yet? I mean, are we there yet? You know what I mean? And if that wasn't for the doggone... Oh, the, uh, you know, what do you call them? Uh, oh, you, you just, you got to be real careful nowadays because the forces of darkness are doing everything that they can to try to get to, through to us and to take us out and to make bad things happen. And hey, you just have to trust God. You got to trust God. You got to believe him. Got to trust him. Got to believe him. Got to love him. Got to fall in love with Jesus. You got to praise, 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 and thank him, and praise him, and use spiritual warfare, and ask the Father, declare it in the name of Jesus for, you know, a platoon of. I like I like the term platoon of warrior angels. I mean, really, it's a hierarchy. It it, it it's a um you know, I don't know what they called them back. You know, uh, maybe there's a another word. I don't know if there's a better word, but I just want a group of warrior angels to be. Watching out for me, uh, and I, I pray for that all the time as well because I I'm not satisfied with just two warrior angels standing guard at the front of my house. I I want them going out, ferreting out all the attempts to come against me that I don't even know are in progress. Amen. Making good eyes bind, good ears deaf, that kind of thing. I think I I, I really 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 strongly believe in spiritual warfare prayer. I really do, and I think that nowadays uh, it's so important. Um, that plus, of course, praise. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Hallelujah. So um, I'm looking at the time and also at the headlines now. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I don't know how long this is, so I may not be able to play the whole thing, but let's just go ahead and see if I can bring it up. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Eerily similar to what happened in Maui. So you know how they're okay. talking about Lahaina becoming the first city in Hawaii to be a smart city. Vina Del Mar was the headquarters of smart city business for Chile. No way. These fires, same scenario. High winds, no warning. A lot of people died. And I saw a video today. This dude going through the wreckage, a little outskirt of Vina Del Mar, and there was a blue house, completely unburned. No way. And I don't know if you've heard about a conspiracy of the direct energy weapon, mm. but lasers cannot burn the color blue. So in Hawaii, everything was just burnt to crisp. Yet there's like just blue umbrellas, completely unburnt, unfazed. I have family who was walking through the area. They literally said their warehouses, all the green ones are scorched, all the blue ones are still standing in fire. 
That's just too amazing and creepy and weird. And yes, it's happening now in Mexico. It's happening now. I wonder where are those lasers coming from? We know they're coming out of the sky, don't we? We do, don't we? We've seen the photos. We've seen the lasers. But where are they coming from? Are they our equipment? Whose equipment is it? Hmm. Boy, that opens up a lot of questions. Praise God. All right. So anyway, so now we know that they're doing it down in Chile. We know that they're doing it down in Mexico. Oh, goodness gracious. And they're fallen angels. These, these, a lot of these entities are fallen angels. So doesn't that kind of open up the opportunity for them to use, you know, uh, as Arthur C. Clarke said, you know, any sufficiently advanced technology is indistinguishable indistinguishable from magic. Um, So power, signs, and lying wonders. I mean, how much of that is going on right now? Huh? I mean, to me, it seems like it's an awful lot. Praise God. All right. So anyway, um, uh, so let's go ahead and move into the rest of the news. Um, I'm going to, just as a reminder, I'm going to lightly touch on some reminders here because we are heading into the month of March and... um, Things could get really bumpy. Don't forget. I, we're going to cover it. We'll cover it in the news. All right, so let's just go ahead and blast into the news. Ladies and gentlemen, that. may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Uh, wrong. It's not normal. This is disturbing. <laughs> Game over. Praise Jesus. Here we go. All right, Pentagon launched six satellites. Okay, so I just wanted to bring this up again. Uh, the space uh, race, I guess, is still on. Um, you, know, I, you know, there's so much fallen angel tech out there. I don't know. I know it's very difficult to tell who's doing the zoo and what's going on. And, of course, I don't know if you remember this or not, but there was a uh, break into NASA. It was a while back, probably eight, nine years ago, maybe more. A guy broke into NASA, hacked into it, and um, I guess they shut him up pretty fast. But And who knows what kind of threats they gave him. But he found a spreadsheet, and the spreadsheet had on it um, names, ranks, serial numbers, titles of military personnel that were assigned – to the secret space program. Isn't that fascinating? All right, so anyway, so there's a lot more going on out there than we have any idea of. And, of course, that's been echoed by many, many uh, folks, especially uh, the CEO from Lockheed, uh, Martin Skunk Works, and uh, there's some really – don't even get me going on Bob Lazar and and, uh, David Adair and, oh, my goodness gracious. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And also, uh, I'm going to call back to your recollection. Excuse me. Um, my uh, tummy has decided it it wants to uh, uh, enjoy. Oh, whatever, whatever. Uh, thank goodness. Oh, and by the way, watch out for that whatever they're calling it out there. So make sure you take your your uh, immunity things. Okay, whatever it is you take for you know selenium is a good thing. Quercetin. Uh, I think they have combinations of quercetin and niacin, but selenium and quercetin and niacin are really good to be taken. Uh, you know for uh, but yeah. There's, golly, I mean, it's unbelievable. So I have in my uh, p- 
portfolio, my ridiculously large portfolio of uh, uh, herbal supplements, I have quite a few that are for the purpose of um, uh, boosting my immune system. Praise God, because I, I just don't want to get any of that stuff. I don't have time for it. I don't think you do either. All right, praise God. So there's one called N-O-V-O-R-O-V-I-R-S, Novorovirus, or something like that. I'll have to go and look it up. It's 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 in the it's in the it's queued up in the news. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, next, I do want to recall or bring back to your recollection the emergency alert system that showed up on a lot, a lot, a lot of people, a lot of them showed up right on their TVs. Okay. So there they are. They're just kind of hanging out, sitting back, watching whatever. And up pops an emergency alert, and it says the United States has been subjected to a nuclear attack. The North American Aerospace Defense Command, NORAD, has detected the launch of 12 nuclear missiles aimed towards the mainland of the United States. Four of the 12 missiles launched have been intercepted. You see, this is just – it's full of nonsense. But anyway, it says, and the eight remaining nuclear missiles will strike the following locations in the next 15 to 20 minutes. And it goes on to actually mention them. And it got got a lot of people freaked out. It actually mentioned Los Angeles, Chicago, Phoenix, uh, uh, um, Houston, uh, New York City, Philadelphia, Seattle. By the way, these are all on list, on the uh, watch list that uh, Sister Terry Hill had given me uh, that the Lord had impressed upon her heart. So um, when? Well, we don't know. All right. Praise God. And then don't forget Basel 3. Basel 3 goes into effect in March. Supposedly the federal bailout for the overextended banking system, that goes into effect supposedly on March 11th. And supposedly the banks are freaking out about it. Now, there are others who are doing an analysis on this whole thing. And and as we talked about on the last program, there are financial analysts that are claiming that some very wealthy people are dumping their stocks. And they're saying, you know what this means, don't you, kind of thing. You know, look at this. You know, look at Bill Gates dropping all of his stocks, you know, all this, all this other stuff. Um, I don't know. I don't I, – I really just don't know. All I know is that um, – there's an awful lot of people that are 10 zillion times smarter than me about finance, about banks. I know about Basel because of the business that I work in, um, Basel II, and, uh, and they, 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 it comes out of the Swiss Bank of Settlements, and it's, they have to follow these things. And so what, what this actually translates into for us, I just don't know. But we do know that we are right on the precipice. I mean, come on, folks. Look at all the people. There are literally – I don't even know how many dozens of countries that are in line right now to become part of BRICS. Okay, it's just absolutely amazing. So um, we see all these things coming to pass. We've got, uh, you know, uh, Clayton uh, Morris on redacted warning people. You know, he's real big uh, on, uh, you know, financial sovereignty or whatever. He's that's part of his thing. He likes, you know, to and he makes recommendations, whatever. And he even he said he was freaking out a little bit about this whole thing. So we'll see how this all comes to pass. We do not know. But I would give you a heads up about March. Uh, just be careful and watch out. I mean, and then who's shooting these lasers? Anyway, uh, Moldova and Trans Transnistria are boiling over. Okay, praise God. 
All right. The situation in Moldova is boiling. Officials in Transnistria will meet on February the 28th, supposedly to officially ask to be annexed by Russia. Okay. Uh, now, it's weird because it's like this skinny little region that goes along the edge of Moldova between Moldova and the Ukraine. But they're it's almost all Russian speaking Russian. This is Russians. And they and so this is it even goes on and says such a risky move could lead to a military attack by Moldova and the Ukrainian army. Which would not be a good thing, if you know what I mean. As far as uh the the, the situation oh gosh, folks, man, we are just being so lied to by Lies, just like just like uh, Obama said, you know, if you fl- you know, I'm totally paraphrasing, but he basically said if you flood the squares of enough towns with raw sewage, and nobody trusts anybody, then then you got them, then you got them, you know. He's he's evil incarnate. We know he is. Uh, and and he's also behind the vast majority of what we see happening right now. But anyway, and it is the destruction of the United States, but it's the, it's not just the United States. It's also the destruction of the West. The West. All right. So we see it all in progress. And so, again, tonight will be quite the blessing uh, to have uh, the wonderful encouragement from Sister Terry Hill and also some heads up, too, on some things which we all want to be aware of. Praise God. All right. Next one up. Praise Jesus. 7.2 million illegals entered, two mil- entered the United States. Get that. 2 million are believed to be terrorist or military Chinese. This was uh, 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 a headline uh, on Fox News, and, it's a, and, and it actually said under uh, – I guess they have a special tab or whatever on their website now uh, uh, under immigration, and it says 7.2 million illegals entered the United States under the Biden admin, an amount greater than the population of, get this, 36 states. Wow. That is absolutely, well, hard to believe. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And then for those of you who are aware or were a victim of it, we had that massive cellular phone outage and a major health care provider go under. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, pharmacy. So, now, what happened was interesting, and uh, it was just another form of a lie and misleading. You know, it's a sleight of hand. Satan loves sleight of hand, and all of his little workers out there uh, are doing what they do. And uh, unfortunately, yeah, the raw sewage is flowing from every direction. So they come out, and they start telling everybody, oh, no, 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 it's not a hacker event. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, um, uh, yeah, it's a CME. That's what it was. Yeah, and then they show pictures of the sun through one of the telescopes they even you know but you know what but you know it's wrong and here's why because under fox business it says pharmacies nationwide report outages in the wake of a cyber attack okay so um uh so not only did you have specific cellular carriers go down but at the same time you had pharmacies having major problems as well uh, there's one particular healthcare service provider that links into other pharmacies and evidently they got some kind of attack, which coincidentally uh, happened uh, right around the same time as, and AT&T seemed to get hit the worst. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, when you go out and you do your homework on that, it was a whole, it was probably about six or seven, maybe eight different cellular providers that had outages, which 
when you think about it, is kind of, I don't know, uh, a little troubling in a sense because, you know, at least I have learned over the years from dealing with hurricanes and extended power outages here uh, that, you know, the cellular tower, you know, that's your fallback. That's your fallback. And if your fallback is going out, that's not a good thing. All right. So anyway, so uh, we need to be ready for pretty much anything, I guess. All right. Praise God. That's why praise is powerful, man. Praise is powerful. Uh, and, you know, think about these things in advance. Do it. You know, if you can, uh, you know, uh, get yourself a inexpensive generator, you know, uh, think of it like this. Five you don't have to run your generator constantly. That's the thing. A lot of people try to do that. You don't want to do that because five gallons of gas is only going to go overnight. You don't want to run out that quickly. So you run it in bursts. Okay. So you run it for a couple of hours. You free, you get it, you get your freezers to freeze down and try to save your food as much as you can. Maybe get some light. You're going to need to get a battery. If you have a fish tank, you need a battery operated bubbler or they'll, they'll die. Um, which I didn't know. Uh, it never occurred to me until we, we had an outage and I'm like, why are all the fish going up to the top of the tank? And I was like, Oh no. So, you know, you learn kind of as you go, just like with the pig's ears and my dog's looking at me like, <clears throat> you know, we're going to bite your left leg off. How dare you not give us a pig's ear for the, for the radio show. It's been like a, it's, it's been a, uh, what do you call it? A tradition now for years and years and years. And they're looking at me like, man, what did we do wrong? Hallelujah. All right. Mainstream media is blaming it on a solar flare. We just mentioned that. Let's listen to this live from the pit. Morning, Oklahoma. Maybe you're looking at your phone and it's saying SOS. What's going on? My husband had that this morning and he's freaking out. And I was like, did you did you do your phone updates? No, this is all happening at 3 a.m. So we did that. Coming to work. He's not the only one, guys. If you're experiencing that, it may be a result of space weather. Okay. Well, no. Okay. Anyway, uh, it was interesting, too, because while this was going on, I'm getting this text message from my daughter because she's trying to get from point A to point B, and she's using her GPS in her car because she's got to drive over 90 minutes to this location. Uh, And uh, she's like, oh, my gosh, Dad. She's like, I had to pull into a a gas station and use their Wi-Fi just to figure out where I was going. This is awful. So anyway, we have become way too – you know, we all need to become Amish or something. I don't know. Let's go. Let's all get together and just go, I don't know, become Amish. (laughs) Amish with the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. Now, that's powerful. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So next one up – now, this is um, – so this is the um, commentary that came out. Now, I can't play the whole thing, but I can play a little snippet of it. And this was the commentary that came out from Alex Jones's operation regarding the massive – what he calls top suspects in the massive AT&T cellular phone outage. I'm not sure why he just said AT&T, so I wonder if he only got part of the story. Who knows? But – Let's see what he has to say about it real quick. FBI director says China cyber attacks on U.S. infrastructure now at unprecedented scale. That's February 18th, four days ago. The most probable is the communist Chinese and Volt Typhoon group. Now, the second suspects, because the Chi-Coms are attacking us, I think that probably is what it is. But the 
Second group would be the globalists, the Klaus Schwabies, because they've been pre-planning that, and they're pretty much the same as the communist Chinese, which is pretty much the same as the FBI. It's all one big happy family up there at the top. <laughs> yeah, it's so well said. The Global Satanic Crime Syndicate. So um, are they practicing? You know, who knows? Uh, nobody does know. Nobody does know. But it was weird. It was weird. Uh, so anyway, um, uh, and it also is kind of sad, too, because, you know, they've locked us in. They have. You know, we're we're all we've all become unfortunately rather dependent upon these darn devices, and they know it. And that's why I, you know, I don't I don't know what I don't know what the right word is. I dread. How about that? I dread that they might do what they're threatening to do, and uh, just make a massive you know black swan event. What's up with that? Uh, well, we're going to get to that in a couple of seconds. So we're just going to keep on mowing through the headlines because we're going to uh, – Catherine, you know, she got hit. They took away all of her computers. CBS did. What's up with that? It's so creepy. This world is so creepy. All right. Praise God. Next one up. Now, uh, the AFP, which is basically um, the uh, – you know, the uh, – um, the the news, um, you know, so you got Reuters and you got the AP Newswire. Well, the AFP is the French version of the AP Newswire, and the internet infrastructure is under attack, according to the French. Okay, uh, the agency that oversees the online address book warns. So while we're being lied to here about oh, it's a CME, it's a CME, um, you know, right there the French are coming out with an announcement and saying no, 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 the infrastructure of the internet is under attack. Okay, so um, and then it says you know that it was a warning from the agency that oversees the online address books. Okay, so if you understand DNS, most people don't. Uh, if they attack the DNS servers, it's not going to nothing's going to. Every they can take down like tons and tons of stuff. There isn't a it, it, there's it's just you know. Anyway, I'm not going to get into all that. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So we need to be prepared, and now's probably a really good time to be preparing uh, if you haven't already. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so anyway, um, uh, so uh, just for, unfortunately, to refresh our memories as if we need that, but I think we kind of do, sadly, uh, remember this little comment. Insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply the power supply transportation hospital services our society as a whole the covid 19 crisis the covid he's a nazi they're all nazis they're all nazis it's so creepy Um, do lasers, directed energy uh, weapon lasers, are hitting Mexico. And people are getting wise to it. They're filming it. They're filming it. The thing is, I think a lot of us imagine that those are happening from like a Chinese satellite. But I think it might be a little bit more sinister than that. For those of you who are aware of what's called Mill Labs, M-I-L-A-L-A-B-S, Mill Labs, and the secret space program and all the creepy weirdness, you know, all, it's so much. There's so much. There's so much darkness. And um, who knows? You know, none of us really know who's doing this. 
All right. It's and and the possibilities are well. I mean, there's it's just awful. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now for a little bit of maybe goodish, goodish kind of news. Although unfortunately, I don't think it's going to amount to a lot. Um, at least not right away. Uh, but um, right now, um, I will read this high speed. Uh, the seven other planets in our solar system will form a line as the path of the Great American Eclipse of 2024 crosses America. The Great American Eclipse of 2024 is truly going to be once-in-a-lifetime event. A few days ago, I wrote about <clears throat> how this eclipse – this is uh, Michael Snyder. I love this guy. Uh, we've had him on the show a couple of times. He's just so awesome. Um, uh, that the eclipse will pass over seven locations named Nineveh as it moves across our country. Let us hope that <clears throat> that the Nineveh thing uh, doesn't result in a uh, in a uh, delay <laughs> like the judgment on Nineveh did with Jonah. But anyway, uh, so uh, but he's you know he goes on. He's excited. You know he's he evidently was having conversations with Rachel Baxter. Uh, you know, and, and, and this uh, alignment and everything. And, um, you know, but what about the uh, perfect sign of the Lord? What about the 343 blood moon tetrad that ended in, you know, the ninth, uh, 2019? Uh, I mean, it's just amazing when you look, you know, hindsight is 2020, right? Hindsight is 2020. You know, we had the uh, biblical blood moon tetrad that occurred in, uh, you know, the last one, which was a super blood moon uh, on, uh, you know, uh, the I believe it was Yom Teruah uh, in uh, September of 2015. But, you know, look, look where we are now. So, um, yes, these, uh, this is true. I can I can totally relate to people getting excited about these things. I. What I remember is a prophecy that my sister got a hold of where the Lord had given somebody a vision of the axe over the United States, and it was made of gunpowder. And that person's vision, that gunpowder, caught fire in the very center of the axe. And I was like, oh, wow. So anyway, praise God. I personally am looking at the things that are happening. I, I mean, I could play the prophecy for you. Not everybody's into prophecies. And I understand that. I get it, especially nowadays. Uh, and I could sit here and spend a whole radio show reading the Stanley Frodsham prophecy. I might need to put that up on the main page uh, just to get get it in front of people so they understand, uh, you know, some of the, the reasons why there are so many Unfortunately, inaccurate prophecies nowadays. We're not supposed to despise them. We're pray for the people that have the gift of prophecy and everything. You know, folks, we're all in this together. Hallelujah. Uh, but, um, you know, I, you know, yeah, it's it's rough because there's a lot of people out there. And even Jesus warned about, warned us about these days. You know, he warned us about these days. So anyway, um, in regard to prophecy, so but we're still not supposed to despise them. So you know, um, it's it's tough. It's it is a it is a very difficult time to navigate um, because we're having you know cow patties of lies thrown at us from every single direction. All right. Speaking of which, let's go into this. Line. Catherine Herridge. Okay, she predicted a black swan event, and she uh, she said that she believed on face donation that there was going to be a black swan event this year because of, you know, the elections. 
fascinating that when they when CBS had a layoff, uh, they picked her to get rid of her. But what's weird is they took all of her computer equipment, probably to try to figure out where she's getting her information from. These are some really evil people. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Also, there was, and yes, yes, there was another, I don't know what you want to call it, uh, protests. It's kind of like a BLM sort of a thing. Uh, and, it, and it happened out in uh, Oakland, California. And it says that it's collapsing under insane liberal policies to cho- that they have chosen to in- implement. And um, basically, I mean, fires everywhere. I mean, it's just like the BLM stuff. Uh, and it's, it's never ending. It's never ending. And it's getting worse in a lot of these places. So uh, I, I do have a link here. So I'm not sure if this has any audio. Let's see. Oh, it does. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, just a couple of kids out having a good time. Uh, Yeah, of course. Okay, and then talk about just weird. Brian Williams decides that he's going to quit live on the air. Let's listen to this. Just keeps on going, folks. After 28 years, it is my choice now to jump without a net into the great unknown, as I do for the first time in my 62 years. My biggest worry is for my country, and in my love of country, I yield to no one. But the darkness on the edge of town has spread to the main roads and highways and neighborhoods, and it must be acknowledged and answered for. Who swore an oath to our Constitution, elected by their constituents, possessing the kinds of college degrees I could only dream of, have decided to join the mob and become something they are not, while hoping we somehow forget who they were. They've decided to burn it all down with us inside. That should scare you to no end as much as it scares an aging volunteer fireman. Wow. You know, I, n- I never I, – I listened to the first part of that, and I said, hey, i got to bring this onto the radio show, but I had no idea how powerful that statement was. I never listened to it to the whole, you know, the whole 50 seconds of it. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, my goodness. Praise God. Now, um, also, um, this is uh, a um, – this is one of the Jews in Israel. I, I don't know if this person's in Israel or where they're located. So right off the bat, I'm going to tell you. But he is a Jew, and um, and he is one of the real ones. And he's going to expose the Satanic Cabal in this particular um, video. All right, so let's go ahead and – I don't know how long this is. Hopefully it's not too long. Oh, darn, it is. Wait a minute. Really is is the Mossad Israeli operative ring, which goes back decades and decades, all the way to the time even where the Liberty ship was attacked by Israeli planes, unmarked Israeli planes during the Six Day War, and Israel said they didn't do it. Well, that was a lie. Israel has not been our greatest ally. It's been our greatest enemy. They were also involved in 9/11 and the Standout War, for which his deputy. 
it confirmed that to me. Israeli Mossad operatives who were interrogated and threatened confirmed that to me, and I put away two Mossad operatives. The key to this Epstein problem of pedophilia is the fact that it goes back decades. Jeff Epstein was picked out by the Mossad as the proper agent of influence because, number one, he was grandiose. Two, he had some intelligence but came from a poor Jewish background, had no real education, did not speak a foreign language, and was so narcissistic that they could manipulate him up and down and create a false front for him, which involved the fact that he had multi-million dollars, multi-billion dollars. He may have no money. It's not even relevant. But to make sure that Jeffrey Epstein was working properly, they had an operator from the Mossad who was named Maxwell, the daughter of Robert Maxwell, one of the greatest crooks in the world, who was an Israeli Mossad operative when he died. Anyway, uh, if you were to uh, go to um, YouTube, it's actually kind of amazing that they've left this up there. Um, It says, wow, Israel... Uh, it's finally being exposed for the satanic trash that they are. Now, I, now be careful. You've got to be careful because this guy, here's the thing. The, the synagogue of Satan, the Jews that are not Jews, the Khazarians, okay, which, you know, according to a teaching by Dr. Walter Veith, who's absolutely, I was talking to Stephen Ben Noon about this, and he's like, oh, yeah, I absolutely love Walter Veith. Uh, he used to um, uh, bring some of that information forward for people on his program as well. So I popped, the, I popped this over to him so that... Um, um, he would, you know, because it, we we can't lose sight of the fact that our heavenly. Fa- I love how Chuck Misler put it, you know, um, you know, as it says in Hosea two verse nineteen, I will betroth thee. Um, there are a lot of prophecies in the Bible about Israel. Okay, the problem is that everything. It doesn't matter. Satan's always going to get his hands in everything everything he is i i cannot wait i want a front row seat if if i want a front row seat i want a front row seat when he gets thrown into the lake of fire but unfortunately the lord's gonna let him come oh gosh uh i don't even want to think about the new millennium that just seems like can you imagine a thousand years oh let us all father in the name of jesus matthew eighteen nineteen, in jesus name where two or more are gathered together on this earth and here we are on the earth, that thing will be given to us by our Father, the things that we ask for. I love that scripture. I love that scripture. I love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. Again, I say to you, Jesus says, if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. And Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that we will all be given the strength, the trust, the praise and have revealed to our hearts anything that isn't in total and perfect harmony with your will, so that we can make those adjustments and not miss, not miss the first watch. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All right, next one up. Final time here a little bit. Iran's IRGC has released footage of their ballistic missiles moving into position. Now, these are big bad boys. These are big. What I found to be, well, really mind-shattering is it says Iran's IRGC released footage with their ballistic missiles as warning for Israel. So, and it says, who is – this is what this person, this, this guy calls himself 
Matt, uh, dollar sign XR Patriot, okay? And listen to what he says. He says, Iran's IRGC released footage with their ballistic missiles as warning for Israel, who is preparing for carrying out airstrikes with F-35 fighters on Iranian nuclear sites. Told him that. I mean, is he like like a closet listener of Dr. David O'Rourke or whatever? I don't know. But who told him that? Um, uh, maybe he just deduced it uh, based upon the uh, pu- the public the, the, the publications, you know, the, the 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 press releases. Okay. Anyway, next one up. Hallelujah. Trudeau threatens massive changes in uh, news landscape. Conspiracy theorists threaten mainstream media, says Canadian uh, Prime Minister. Okay. So th- there's some really sick, twisted things going on out there folks it's very troubling um they're still arresting people over j you know that the j thing (laughs) praise god thank you jesus all right also google's uh ai as you may have heard it's it's what's known as the large language model it appears to have been corrupted and um it it's it's sick it's just absolutely Sick the things that are I'm not even going to repeat them I'm just not going to but it's saying terrible things about the Bible terrible things about it's it, it I don't even want to repeat it I it's just not repeatable all right so anyway so we have certainly come to a very challenging time in our walk all right um, the Hague International Court of Justice praise God has uh, gone into their fourth day of hearings on the argument of genocide occurring over in Gaza. And, um, you know, uh, there's an awful lot of people out there that are pretty upset. In fact, a lot of the people that are upset are actually in Israel. So um, uh, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of protesting that's going on over there right now. Um, Praise God. Um, Let me see here. So yeah, and and it says of it says of course that Israel is not present at the Hague, and of course that's because they don't they don't care. All right, uh, they're going to do whatever they want to do. All right, praise God, thank you Jesus, hallelujah. Next one up, the United States is receiving a warning that Russia is to deploy nuclear weapons in orbit. So is this false? You know, it depends on who you talk to. Um, you know, we were talking about doing, you know, under Reagan, uh, we were talking about uh, the Star Wars program. And what did that amount to? You know, we, we, I don't think, do we know? Uh, so, again, I guess we don't. Um, uh, also, a headline that uh, just recently came out says, revealed the United States is collaborating with Chinese scientists to make bird flu strains more infectious and deadly as part of a $1 million project, despite fears that similar tests unleashed COVID. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Uh, it says it's being funded through the United States Department of Agriculture. Can you believe that? And collaborating studies will take place at sites in Georgia, Beijing, and Edinburgh, Scotland. Wow. Okay, and then uh, then you got this headline that came out just recently. Ayatollah Khomeini criticizes Muslim states for failing to cut their ties with Israel. So what does that mean? What, are the, what, what ties are they referring to? Um, some people 
people are saying they're after the energy that exists there. Uh, I, you know, I have no idea. I don't know. All I know is that my Bible says in um, uh, in uh, Luke twenty one twenty, it says you know that, that when you see you know Israel surrounded by her enemies, uh, you know. It, as a matter of fact, it, it pretty much says, you know, don't don't make a run for it. Get out of there. All right. Um, and, uh, you know, I don't think we've completely come to that point yet. It sure looked like it for a long, long time. But as frequently happens to our chagrin, um, things do have a tendency to kind of bubble down a little bit. And uh, it drives people like me absolutely nuts because I just want to get out of here. I just want to go home. I mean, you know, praise Jesus. You know, thank you, Father. But, um, you know, if you had my job, you'd feel the same way. All right. Praise Jesus. But, hey. Hey, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah for that job. Thank you, Father, no matter how hard and, oh, thank you, Lord. All right. So anyway, a Boeing 757 makes an emergency landing as the wing begins to come apart in midair. Boy, you should hear the people saying, I'm never going to fly again. I'm never going to fly again. I'm, you know, and I, I can completely relate to that. The only problem is I'm not so sure I can wiggle out of it. Uh, although if my knee... Just going to keep on praying for my knee, keep on anointing it with oil, and uh, believe, you know, that the uh, the PT, uh, PhD, uh, or MD, said that um, it can take up to a year. You know, cartilage takes at least a year to fully heal. All right, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So I'm just going to keep on believing, keep on anointing it with oil, and keep on getting on my knees and seeking the Lord. Praise you, Lord. If Jesus got on his knees, I'm getting on my knees. Praise Jesus. All right, Russia is moving the now now it's not just Iran, folks. All right, so listen to this headline. Russia is moving the Iskander M missiles in uh to the edge of the Ukraine. Russian forces have deployed get this, forty eight launchers of the uh Iskander I don't know if it's Iskander or Iskander missile system along the border with the Ukraine. This was stated by the deputy head of the main intelligence directorate, uh and don't ask me to pronounce his name. It looks like Skibitsky or something like that. Praise God, thank you, Jesus. And then this particular person says, Looks like it's time for someone to head to the bunkers. These are very, very large and exceedingly powerful. Uh, I don't know what their intentions are, but I do know. I think it's reasonable to believe at this point that you can't trust anybody. Look, Putin's not perfect. Nobody's perfect. Putin, did, did, you know, do these people kill people? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know. You know, I mean, so I'm not going to pass any judgment. I don't, I don't, I just, I just. The only thing that I definitely know is that Jesus is our Lord. He is going to bring us through these things. We are going to persevere. We're going to get through it. Uh, but, yeah, this, this this is very ominous to have Russia. And then you got the, the, the thing with Transnistria. Russia came right out. I mean, they so much as said, you dork with Transnistria. There's a, there's a train that the tracks – cut across part of the Ukraine, and it allows Russia to send, I don't know, stuff to Transnistria. Now, what, what all that is comprised of, I don't know. I don't think anybody knows. Um, but I will, I do remember specifically Russia making a point of calling out Transnistria and saying, if the Ukraine does anything to block the shipments to Transnistria, they're in a lot of trouble. 
Now, is it the strife in Transnistria? So what you got to do is you kind of got to look like it's like uh, it's kind of like the Donbass in a way. You know, it's like a strip of land that isn't especially wide that's right on the edge of Moldova, but it's all Russian speaking people. And Putin, you know, ships, trains, you know, he sends a lot of stuff, goods and goods and things uh, to them on that train. And he warned the Ukraine, you mess with that and you you're in big trouble. Now we got the Iskander M class missiles and you can look them up. These things are humongous. Uh, They're they're, uh, 700 kilogram uh, payloads, which probably would round it down probably about 500 pounds. 500-pound bombs. That is some big power there. And I don't know what they're intending to do if none of us do. And the other thing that we know that is that Putin right now, other than the space claims, is that he, that uh, Russia is now – the Russian Federation is now meeting more than ever with the uh, various Muslim co- co- countries out there that are all – you know, not all of them, but you know, Iran is huge for Russia. Syria is huge for Russia. I remember when, when we were going in and, and Israel was going in and doing bombing runs and Russia had uh, some defensive forces there at the time. They said, you cross over this line here and look out. We're coming. You know, and they did. They didn't at the time, uh, but now it's just like we've got Israel going, you know, very aggressively into um, uh, various places uh, to attack Hezbollah in Lebanon. Um, oh, it's just a mess over there, folks. It's just a terrible, terrible mess on both sides. It's just a mess, and you've got people. I would suspect the good Jews are complaining. They're marching. They're they're it's it's a big deal over there, and they want Netanyahu out of there. Okay, so I I don't know, you know, trying to sort any of this stuff out, you know, is in the midst of all the raw sewage, as the Antichrist put it, um, you know. Yeah, it's very, very difficult. Another headline here. Hallelujah. War crimes complaints as United States bombs the anti-air systems in Yemen. Now, if you think about it, that's not so, you know, people are out there screaming, no, this is a war crime. This isn't a fair. You know, you can't bomb their anti-air systems. But, you know, even if I didn't know, see, here's the thing. I said this before and I'll say it again. And I'm not going to take the time to play it, but um, I have audio bites, and we had him on the on the sh- on the radio too, of um, Dr. Bill Deagle. Now I heard that he passed, and that would put him up there with Tom Horn and uh, you know all that kind of stuff. And I, quite frankly, I wish I was with him, but I think a lot of us do. But anyway. Um, uh, but I do have a recording of him, Praise Jesus, on the uh, radio show console um, telling people he, had, he, had, he was blessed with a very, very powerful gift of discernment. I actually know somebody. There's somebody that's a very close member. I don't want to say a member of our family, but boy, it sure seems like he is. Uh, you know, he comes to a lot of our family events up in you know, Pennsylvania and all that. But anyway, um, uh, he has a really powerful gift of discernment too, but not as powerful as, uh, you know, Dr. Bill Deagle. Deagle's gift of discernment was 
like no other. I mean, and he had shook the hands of Hillary because he worked in uh, black ops for a while. And, um, of course, he was exposed to a lot of the things that we only talk about and that are leaking out right now. But he said when he shook the hand of Hillary, he physically saw a nine-foot-tall Draco reptilian standing in front of him. And I have no doubt, given the, the Rodhams and their background with, uh, you know, witchcraft and just horrible, horrible things that I don't want to repeat. Don't even get me going on the whole Pizzagate thing. That is just awful. Five police officers out. Oh, my gosh, just terrible. It's, the, the, it's co. Okay, so here, I, I said it the wrong way. Okay, here it is. It's noro, norovirus. Okay, so again, it says violent. Diarrhea-inducing stomach bug spreads across the northeastern part of the country. And it's, they say it's incredibly contagious. Well, you know what that means, don't you? Yeah, so that pretty much means it's not going to stay in the northeast very long. So, you know, get yourself as much, uh, uh, you know, whatever you can. You know, beef up that... um, immune system of yours and be ready. Um, And, you know, unfortunately, if you're like some people and you have to be exposed to folks out in public, uh, it might be a little more challenging. Um, Praise God. Let's just, you know, pray, 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 and praise, 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 praise. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah for that divine protection. And also, though, we need to try our best to take care of our temple bodies. Okay. Praise God. And, um, and, uh, you know, so there's everything right with uh, taking, um, you know, herbal supplements and things like that that can boost your immunity towards some of these things. Um, There's this product. It's not very inexpensive. It's called Armra, A-R-M-R-A, I think it is. Um, It comes in these little packets, and um, and they get it from cow's milk or something, but supposedly it's a really humongous boost to the immune system. And like I mentioned before, also quercetin, niacin, uh, um, uh, the uh, selenium is really, really good. yeah, it, it, we gotta, we gotta really. Oh man, looks like Jesus wasn't kidding when he was talking about pestilence and famine. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, CNN is quite unhappy. Uh, they were heavily involved in the South Carolina polls, uh, which, by the way, Donald Trump stomped Nikki Haley over. And um, and uh, but but CNN, as you might imagine, as satanic as they are, and I don't think you can top them, uh, you know. But they're, they're all lying. They're all spewing like you know raw sewage. Uh, but listen to this guy complaining because he finds out in a poll that, um, that you know, they asked the question, do you think that Biden legitimately won in 2020? And uh, they're flipping out. You know why? Because 65% of the respondents in South Carolina said no. And, and, and CNN is like flipping out. So anyway, um, uh, I have a little clip of that, but we're getting really close to bringing on Sister Terry, and that's something we all need to hear. Uh, praise God. Um, also, um, there, CNN, Speak of the Devil, uh, was uh, interviewing uh, this woman, Newland, uh, on the Ukraine. And, folks, they're, they're, they're these evil satanic entities. Okay, so let me just – got three minutes. I'm going to read this to you. Okay. 
This is from a lady by the name of Maria. And, I'm, and I quote, I just got back from Ukraine where I was visiting some friends. Everything we have heard about what's happening in Ukraine is a lie. The reality is darker, bleaker, and unequivocally hopeless. There is no such thing as Ukraine winning this war. By their estimates, they have lost over one million of their sons, fathers, and husbands. An entire generation is gone. Even the Southwest, where the anti-Russian sentiment is long-standing, citizens are reluctant or straight-up scared to publicly criticize Zelensky, or they will go to jail. In every village and town, the streets, the shops, the restaurants, they're absent of men. A few men who remain are terrified to leave their homes for fear of being kidnapped into conscription. Some have resorted to begging friends to break their legs to avoid service. Army search parties take place early in the morning when men leave their homes to go to work. They ambush and kidnap them in the middle of the streets. Within three to four hours, they get listed in the Army and then taken straight to the front with no or minimal training. It is a death sentence. It's getting worse every day. Where I was staying, a dentist had just been taken by security forces on his way to work, leaving behind two small children every day. Three to five dead bodies keep arriving uh, from the front lines. Mothers and wives fight tooth and nail with armed forces, and they beg and plead not to have their men taken away. They try bribing, which sometimes works, but most of the time they are met with physical violence and death threats. The territory, uh, the, the territory uh, celebrated as having been, quote, won back from Russia has been reduced to rubble and is uninhabitable. Regardless, there is no one left to live there. And displaced families will likely never return because they went to Russia. Uh, they see the way the war has been reported at home and abroad. It's a joke. It's propaganda, they say. Looking around, who's winning? Worse, some have been hoaxed into believing that once Ukrainians force, Ukrainian forces are exhausted, American soldiers will come in to replace them. Well, then there was a then they uh, interviewed uh, Victoria Newland, who is the epitome of sick, twisted evil. Um, uh, Trudeau has signed a three billion dollar deal to support the Ukraine. Italy is making overt fun of President Biden. Uh, so I'm going to save some of these, but I did want to share this with you. This is some of the sound, real quick, and then we're going to bring on Terry. We're, we're at that moment in time. But this is some of the sounds of the people that are uh, protesting in Israel. Those are Israeli protesters protesting against Netanyahu. There's a lot of them. All right. So anyway, um, again, we're never going to get a straight answer no more. I, I really don't think so. I, I'm at a point right now where I just, you know, I I report, you decide. <laughs> Remember that? All right. Trump wins a Republican primary in South Carolina. So you've got that. Um, I, there's some of these things that are just absolutely. Now, Netanyahu's telling everybody that after they do everything they're going to do in uh, Rafa, that victory is two weeks away. So we'll just have to wait and see. There's 200,000 new 
Houthi fighters. But listen to this. I got to play this. Terry, hang in there for me. One, this is very, very short. This is 18 seconds long, but listen to this. Just about the time you think, but wait. Here we go. Hold on. Here we go. Well, that's not good. Ukraine, Ukraine will join NATO. It is not a question of if, but of when. As we prepare you for that day, NATO will continue to stand with Ukraine for your security and for ours. Okay, you heard what he, uh, so I'm going to play that very beginning part one more time. Ukraine will join NATO. It is not a question of if, but of when. I wonder who he's talking about <laughs> after reading what that other lady said. Uh, but anyway, praise God. Let's go ahead and bring on Sister Terry Hill. Praise Jesus. This is uh, uh, just, we, we love her, encouraging and very edifying. Praise Jesus for her awesome work. And don't forget, you can uh, get the uh, study papers uh, on the link entitled, Terry Hill uh, at tribulationnow.com or tribulation-now.org, whichever one you choose to use. But anyway, praise Jesus. Let's go ahead and bring her on. Here we go. Praise God. And I do believe I have the right. Terry, are you there? Yes, John, I'm here. Yay. I finally got your phone number memorized well enough that I don't have to, like, look it up at the last split second and go, is this her? (laughs) So anyway, praise God. We're so happy to have you. Well, I'm so happy to be with you, John, and um, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Last week was difficult. You know, we had prepared and set up, as you know. Uh, John lost the signal there. There are things beyond our control, but so glad to be with you tonight. Oh, amen. And and we're, we, we are super happy that you were able to slip in tonight and um, pick it up, uh, you know, with with continuity so that's really great that this day was uh open on the schedule and we were able to and and you were able able to to do this so thank you so so much because this is um this is an important message they all are and we just want to thank you so much for the time that you spend doing this for us praise god thank you well it's my privilege john and again uh greetings and blessings in the mighty name of jesus uh, prior to our message and before I pray, uh, I'd like to give you my email address as well as my website address. I'm always happy to pray for your prayer request. So that email address is a word in due season 777 at gmail.com. And my website address, uh, which has uh, Tons of documents. If you would like to go through those, I invite you to visit that. And that is a word in due season.com. And so we just thank you for this time, Father, that you're giving us tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I'm asking, first of all, as each of us are listening from different states, uh, different nations, we ask that the Spirit of the Lord would move in a mighty way that there would be a spiritual awakening to come to our land. 
We ask that the message of salvation would be received and the fear of the Lord would come upon the lost and the backslidden. We ask that the spirit of holiness and repentance would be released upon the churches and the congregations and that God's people would turn from their lukewarm state. Father, I'm asking and in agreement with my brothers and sisters that God's people would be bold in declaring the gospel message and obedient to the great commission and the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. Father, we're asking in the mighty name of Jesus, Yeshua, Hamashiach, that God would expose and remove wicked shepherds, hirelings, wolves in sheep's clothing, and that they would come to faith and repentance, and that if they refuse to repent, that you would remove them, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we're asking that your people who are called by your name would be delivered from deception, which is a mark of the end of the age, from following false Christ, false signs and wonders, false teaching, occultic practices, counterfeit manifestations, lying signs and wonders, and that your people would be good Bereans, according to Acts 17. Father, I'm asking in the mighty name of Jesus that God's people, your people, Father, would be given the wisdom with regard to where and when they should meet for prayer and for instruction in righteousness. I'm asking, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, that finances, facilities, and resources would be released for the purpose of sharing the gospel that your people would contend for the faith that was once delivered to the saints and that we would be found faithful, Father, in making disciples, feeding the hungry, and clothing the naked. I'm asking tonight, Father, that the plans of the wicked would be exposed and uncovered by the spirit of truth, that plots of terrorism to release biological or hazardous substances into the population or into the atmosphere would be exposed and cut off. I'm asking for supernatural protection for your people and for the innocent. Father, that cyber and weather warfare would be uncovered and thwarted by the power of God. Father, I'm asking tonight, and as we acknowledge the blood of Jesus Christ to cover us, we know that according to your word that the blood has a voice. As you recorded for us in Genesis, it says that the blood of your brother is crying out from the earth, but we know that the blood of Jesus Christ is speaking over us, and we're asking it would cover us tonight in the name of Jesus over our families, over our households, over the transmission of this broadcast, over Johnny Baptist, over, over men and women affiliated with this ministry, over the faithful people of God. Father, we're asking that a supernatural wall of fire, according to Zechariah 2.5, would protect us and our families. I'm asking, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, to protect us from all deadly weapons of warfare, all weaponized electromagnetic energy and frequencies. Protect us, I ask, Father, from cyber attacks originating from satellites, computers, Wi-Fi signals, 5G technology, radiation, or wave frequencies that could harm us. I'm asking, Father, for protection for your people, supernatural protection for those of us who dwell in the secret place of the Most High, that you would protect us from chemical and biological substances, from poisons being sprayed in the atmosphere, from unnatural substances 
in vaccines, from things added to our food and drinks that are meant to cause illness, defects, or to alter our DNA. Father, I'm asking in the mighty name of Jesus that you would shield our eyes from evil. Protect us, Father, from mind manipulation. Protect us, Father, from subliminal messages, from the brainwashing that bombards us through the television, computers, music, and sound coming from any portal to be rendered ineffectual and harmless to us in the name of Jesus. Father, I'm asking that you would make your people invisible to the enemy as we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, as we abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Father, I'm asking you would make us um, invisible, erase our locations, our identities, our personal finances, our resources, and prevent the enemy from gaining information about us or access to us. Finally, Father, we're asking, because you are just, because you are merciful, we appeal to your mercy tonight, Lord God, even as Jonah brought the message of repentance, even as you were kind and said there are so many that do not even recognize or know their right hand from their left. Because you are merciful, Father, we come to you now as priests of the Most High God, appealing to your mercy, Lord God, for those that have not understood the gospel, who have not heard accurately. We're asking, Lord God, that in your mercy you would send the wake-up calls and the holy visitations to our families, to our state, to our nations that you deem necessary to gain the attention of those who are perishing, that they may cry out to you, Father, in repentance and receive eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who alone is the way and the truth and the life. And Father, we enter your gates with thanksgiving. We enter your courts with praise. And we say, this is the day that you have made, Father, and we rejoice in it. Now, Father, we also know that as we approach you, we all are aware of our sinful condition, but we also exult in the righteousness that Jesus alone has given us. But you've also told us if we confess our sin, that you are faithful and just to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us of all and righteousness. And so, Father, right now, collectively, corporately, we want to confess some things before you. And, Father, I thank you that nothing is hidden from your eyes, that you have told us, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Father, we asking for a purification of our hearts from a cleansing just from the defilement of the world that we have to walk in. Father, I'm asking you would deliver your people tonight from lies and deception. I'm asking you would open our eyes to see the bait of deceit that has been offered before each of us. For truly the enemy has set up bait and he has uh, baited lures and has set things in front of the people to cause traps or deception or ambushes. And I'm asking, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, you would expose those snares and traps that have been set up to catch your people. Father, I ask that you would forgive us for allowing ourselves because of our own lack of self-control and our own 
lack of discipline, we've been distracted by the cares of this life, by the deceitfulness of riches, by worldly pursuits. Father, I ask you to forgive us for entertaining fear, worry, and anxiety. I ask you to forgive us, Father, for allowing strife in our homes and in our relationships. I ask you would forgive us, Father, for being contentious and think we always have to have the last word. Help us to zip the lip and to listen. Let us be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Father, forgive us for being ignorant of your word because we choose to meditate and read and concentrate on other things. I'm asking, Father, you would forgive us for a lack of an inconsistent prayer life. I'm asking, Father, you would forgive all of us from idolatry, which comes in many forms, anything, anyone, any pursuit that we put before you, Father, you have called idolatry. I'm asking, Father, in the name of Jesus, you would forgive us for a moral compromise where we have compromise. I'm asking, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would forgive us of all pride, arrogance, self-righteousness, haughtiness, and vanity. I'm asking, Father, in the name of Jesus, you'd wash and cleanse us from the blood of Jesus Christ because we admit our own laziness, our own apathy, and our own lukewarm state, which is a mark of the church of the Laodiceans, which is the age in which we live and which we find ourselves, Father. I'm asking in the name of Jesus that you would forgive us for not forgiving others and that we would take the next step needed to be reconciled to our loved ones, our friends, brothers and sisters in Christ, if we have offended others, and if it's our fault, and if it's at all possible to be reconciled, I'm asking you give us instructions, Father, and help us to do that. Father, I'm asking you to forgive us for our own procrastination and our lack of diligence in the word of God and in sharing the glorious gospel message, Father, I ask you would forgive us for being rebellious and disobedient. I ask you would forgive us, Father, for fearing man more than we fear man. You said the fear of man is a snare, and that is one of the snares the enemy has uh, caught your people up in, Lord God. We don't want to lose our friends. We don't uh, want to be uh, distanced from people that we love. Nevertheless, it's part of counting the cost. Forgive us, Lord. I ask you to forgive us, Father, from gossiping, from slander, from tail-bearing, from speaking when we should not speak. Father, I'm asking that you would deliver your people from being critical, judgmental, having a fault-finding spirit when we know it exists in us first. We have found, you have located it in us first, and we know that, and we confess our own guiltiness before you. Father, I'm asking in the mighty name of Jesus, you'd forgive us of complaining and murmuring. We know that the majority of your people did not go in to possess the land because they murmured and complained. Father, I'm asking you to forgive us of those sins. And finally, I'm asking, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you would forgive us and give us eyes to see where charismatic witchcraft has been introduced, and we have entertained it, and we have wanted it, but they've come in through false prophets, false teachers, which have brought in lying signs and wonders and manifestations. I'm asking you would open our eyes 
to help us to hear and recognize, Father, if there are false dreams, false prophetics, false visions that are being introduced to us, I'm asking you would help us to test the spirits. These things, Father, we ask in the mighty name of Jesus. We need your help tonight, Lord. Father, I'm asking for your blood to cover every one of us. And I thank you, Lord God. You call your people to attention. You call us to discipline. You call us to diligence. You call us to persevere. You call us to long-suffering. Father, help us, Lord God. We recognize and know that because of the lukewarm condition of Laodicea, which we're talking about tonight, ambushes in the days of Laodicea, Father, we acknowledge and recognize your word to us that you have written and recorded for us is for us today. And I praise you and I thank you for all that you will say and all that you will do in your people tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Beloved, I'm going to start with a scripture that is going to be uh, very familiar to all of us. And uh, I apologize to those who have heard it many times, but I'm trying to follow the Lord's instruction. And so I'm, I'm going to do that by taking us into the book of Revelation, chapter 3, in Jesus' message to Laodicea, and I'm going to read it, and to the angel of the church in Laodicea, verse 14, chapter 3, he said, I am the amen and the faithful and the true witness. Verse 15, Jesus says, I know your deeds. You're neither hot or cold. I wish you were hot or cold, but because you're lukewarm and you're not hot or cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. We know that word means vomit, all right? So that word, I'm going to spew you out vomit you out. He said, I'm about to do that. Why is he about to do that? He said, because you are lukewarm, you're not hot or cold. You say, verse 17, this is what we have said to him. This is what the the confessing church at large, churchianity has said, I'm rich. I've become wealthy. I don't have need of anything. But Jesus says, you do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Verse 18, I advise you to buy from me gold refined by fire that you may become rich and white garments that you may clothe yourself that the shame of your nakedness would not be revealed. And you need eye salve to anoint your eyes that you may see. Verse 19, Jesus says to us, Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Verse 20, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice, opens the door, I will come into him, and I will dine with him and he with me. And here's a glorious promise that he gives. For the one who overcomes all that I have just read, listen to what Jesus said, verse 21. He who overcomes I will grant to him to sit down with me on my throne. And as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. So here he says, finally, in verse 22, he who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. Now we know that that which is recorded in the book of Revelation, particularly in Revelation chapters 2 and 3, we know that these messages, beloved, apply to us today. 
so the messages to the seven churches, especially as we're talking about Laodicea now, and the traps and the snares and the ambushes that have been set up to catch every one of us, we know that these messages, this message had a local and historical application. We know that it has a prophetic application, and it also has an individual application. And according to Revelation 1-3, this is what John the Revelator recorded for us, is what Jesus said, blessed is he who reads the Revelation prophecy, blessed is he who hears the Revelation prophecy, and blessed is he that keeps the things written in the Revelation prophecy. Now, God has a remedy for blindness. And if we understand, as a newborn, a, a baby can barely see. His, his eyesight is, is poor. It's not clear. Jesus has a remedy for his people for blindness. But unless we acknowledge our blind state, okay, he said, you think you have all of these attributes, but he said, I'm going to tell you what I see. If Jesus tells us to watch and pray, we need to understand that that word watch means to keep awake, to be vigilant in a state of spiritual alertness. We have to observe and be aware of the spiritual activity around us. But if there is sin that we have not repented of, now we have repented, we have asked him to cover us and to forgive us because that's scriptural. So you see, if Jesus can have mercy on us and open our eyes, he will show us the spiritual activity all around us, okay? Now, we know that John was shown some things in the book of Revelation, and I've shared this before, but I believe it bears repeating. If we understand, for those of us who wear corrective lenses, perhaps you wear eyeglasses or contact lenses, we know that Jesus has to correct and adjust our vision, right? If we're born blind or if we can only see partially or if we can only see shadows, and the scripture does say we all see through the glass darkly, we know that we need some help. So practically speaking, I want to just mention four uh, things in the natural that we have and from, are familiar with all of us. Number one, a magnifying glass is used. So a magnifying glass, as we know, allows us to see very close, all right? So we have a magnifying glass that allows us to see up very close. Then we can have reading glasses, for example, and the words of his book have been closed or sealed, but Jesus is helping his faithful people to be able to read with understanding. So a magnifying glass helps us to see up close. Reading glasses help us to, if I could use um, this example, it helps us to read on the printed page what is written. Now a pair of binoculars, okay, let's talk about that for a minute. A pair of binoculars help us to see what is ahead of us, just ahead of us. So it's at a different distance than it holding your Bible on your lap, okay? So a pair of binoculars helps us to see what is just ahead of us. And then finally, a telescope. So we have a magnifying glass, reading glasses, a pair of binoculars, and a telescope, which helps 
us to see beyond the earthly realm. So these are different kinds of lenses that help us to see at various distances. Now what John was shown on the island of Patmos, he was shown five things. Revelation 1.1, he said the revelation, this is the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to him to show his servants. Now, again, this is not just to show John, this is to show his servants, and that Greek word is bondservant. We've talked about that before. John said, this is to show God's bondservants things which much shortly come to pass. And he sent and he signified it by his angel to his servant, John. And then in Revelation 4, 1, John says, after this, I looked and behold, a door was open in heaven. Okay, so that's a different perspective right there. A door was opened in heaven and the voice which I heard was like a trumpet talking with me. It said, come up hither and I will show you things which must be hereafter in the future. Revelation 17, 1, there came an angel, which had seven vials, and he talked with me saying, come hither. In other words, come up, John, come hither. I'm going to show you the judgment of the great whore that sits upon many waters. Revelation 21, 9, he said, there came unto me one of the seven angels, and he had vials full of the seven last plagues. He talked with me saying, come hither. I'm going to show you the bride, the lamb's wife. Finally, in Revelation 22, 6, he said to me, these sayings are faithful and true. And the Lord God of the holy prophets sent his angel to show unto his servants. Beloved, that's all of us who are called by his name. All of this was written. All of this was shown to John that we might see and understand and perceive to show his servants the things which shortly must be done. Some things up close, some things right in front of us, some things that are just ahead of us a bit of a distance, and then finally, some things beyond the earthly realm, things to come. These are things that John was shown in the book of Revelation. Now, if we understand, as we've talked about ambushes, All right, we talked about this the last time we were together. It's a tactic of war. So we know that spiritual war is going to manifest in the physical realm. And an ambush, we said last time, it's the act of lying in wait for the purpose of attacking by surprise. The enemy is strategically concealed. We know this. He wants to make a surprise attack. He is plotting. It's a concealed place from where he moves and operates. And we also understand that an ambush can have global, national, and individual applications. So it can include a catastrophic event of global proportions. And yes, those are coming. It can include a national security event with a high impact. Yes, that is coming. And finally, it can be an event which places the individual in danger, such as a a possibility of a loss of life, freedom, or livelihood. And these ambushes are set up as we're walking with the Lord. We know that ambushes were set up against Jesus, against the Apostle Paul, uh, against the early church, certainly in our day. 
we know that this is a reality. This is part of the warfare that we are walking through. Now, God has a remedy for his people for blindness. We know, um, let me just start, Lord help here. Okay, we're going to start in Isaiah. All right, if we understand some things about the church of Laodicea, what has marked Laodicea, and we understand that it contains a mixture of truth and error, what is being taught for the most part, Jesus wants us to understand that a broken and a contrite spirit walking in humility, continual repentance, continually seeking the Lord. Uh, We need to understand that with all that's happening in churchianity, and I use that term compared to the bride of Christ, because there are many who profess to be Christians, but in fact are not. And we can determine this by the fruit. Jesus said, you'll know it tree by the fruit it produces so we know that false conversions where there is no brokenness no true repentance no true encounter with the living christ there's no true change and there's no preaching of the cross or a piercing message beloved when the message of the gospel and the word of god is being preached it will indeed it will in fact pierce and penetrate our innermost being we know that spiritual blindness is caused by the devil by the god of this world we know it's caused by religion it's caused by idolatry it's caused by our natural fallen state and it's also caused by god in isaiah 28 This is judgment upon the apostates in the church. Now, we already understand and know that those who are not walking with Christ have been deceived by the God of this world. Their eyes have been shut. They don't know they are lost. But within the apostasy that Jesus sees in his own church, notice what he says in Isaiah 28, verse 1. He said, woe to the proud crown of the drunkards of Ephraim. Now, what we need to understand when we read about drunkards and we talk about um, those who are under the influence of wine, we're talking about those who have come under the influence of a worldly spirit, which is, in fact, the spirit of the world that has invaded the church. And when Jesus says in verse 1 of Isaiah 28, woe to the proud crown of the drunkards of Ephraim, uh, he's, he's addressing his own people here, beloved. Verse 3 says, the proud crown of the drunkards of Ephraim is trodden underfoot. Verse 7 of Isaiah 28, and he says, they reel with wine and they stagger from strong drink. He says, the priest and the prophet reel with strong drink. They're confused by wine. They stagger from strong drink. They reel while they have their visions. They totter when they render judgment. And verse 8 says, For all the tables, filthy vomit, there is not a single place clean. Now, Jesus uses this word vomit with regard to the church of Laodicea. Now, when we think about that, it's not pleasant, but he put it in his book for a reason, beloved. Vomit is a regurgitated mess, right? And when he says the tables are full of vomit, 
This is a, a good description of the condition of Laodicea. And so Jesus wants us to have the pure word of the Lord. But what has happened is that this church age and all of us, until the Lord deals with us, all of us, we need to understand that our eyes must be opened and it's directly related to our relationship with Christ. We need to understand that blindness can be due to idolatry, which is rampant throughout the church. Let me take you, please, if I could, to Isaiah 44, 9 to 18. I'm not going to read all of it. You can read it on your own later. I'm going to just highlight some things. Starting in verse 9, he's talking about the folly of idolatry. He said, those who fashion graven images are futile, and their precious things are of no profit. Even their own witnesses, in other words, their own companions, fail to see or know, and they're going to be put to shame. Now, Jesus was talking about having garments to cover your nakedness so there would be no shame. All right? So having defiled garments is also an issue. But notice verse 11 of Isaiah 44, his companions will be put to shame. So if we are following idols, if we are following individuals, ministries that have embraced idolatry and idolatrous practices, we need to understand. Notice what verse 17 says. It says that the one who fashions an idol falls down before it and worships it. And he prays to it and he says, deliver me for you are my God. Verse 18 says, they don't even know. They don't understand. It says he, God, notice who does it, has smeared over their eyes so they cannot see and their hearts so they cannot comprehend. And so what we see is that God makes them blind. He puts a lying spirit into the mouths of false prophets and false teachers. God himself does this. Deuteronomy 16:19. You shall not distort justice. You shall not be partial. You will not take a bribe for a bribe blinds the eyes of the wise and perverts the words of the righteous. Exodus 23:8 says the same thing. The problem is with bribes, it can cause deception. And a religious spirit or the God of this age operating through some of those who profess to be Christians, the enemy will come to them and say, I can give you prestige. I can offer you a salary. I can offer you um, a worldwide exposure. I can give you all of these things if you'll just compromise. Sounds familiar. What did the, what did the enemy say to Jesus when he was being tempted? He said he took him to the pinnacle of the temple. And he said, see all of these kingdoms. I will give you all of these if you would but bow to me. Because Jesus did not dispute this with the enemy. He knew that, it, that the God of this age uh, is the God of this world. But what he tried to do to Jesus and what he will try to do to every child of God is to offer him the things of the world through the power of their own flesh aside from carrying the cross, 
aside from obeying the Father and saying, I willingly empty myself for your purposes, Father. And Jesus finally rebuked him, get behind me, Satan, and rebuked him and he left him. But we know that he will try the same thing with every son and daughter of God to try to get him to bow and to compromise, to take a bribe. Just don't be so direct and hard. Now, Sister Terry, uh, you're being a little forceful here. Your road is just a little bit too narrow. And, beloved, the closer we walk with him, the more narrow that path will become. And people will come and go out of our lives. But what we must understand and we must remember that our focus cannot be upon the church. Our focus cannot be upon the ministry because Jesus even said to the church of Laodicea, he says, I see your need. I I know your deeds. He sees the works that are being done in his name, and some of them don't have fellowship with him. Some of them think they're working for God, but they are in fact not. We must remember that the church is not the vehicle that ushers in the kingdom, all right? We are to be salt and light. We do not permeate the culture to change the culture. That is not our assignment, all right? So kingdom now theology is error. Seven mountain theology is error. Dominionism is error, and it has permeated the church everywhere. Unless you can see it, beloved, unless God opens your eyes to see it, we must remember we are to be witnesses for Jesus, who is the head of the church. We are not to be witnesses for the church. I want to say that again because I don't want to be misunderstood. We are to be witnesses to Jesus himself, who is the head of his body. We are not to be witnesses for the church. The church does not replace the king. Hallelujah. The church is not the answer. Jesus is the answer. The church is not the answer to the world's problems. All right? And we see Laodicea absorbed with the darkness. We see them to the point that you can hardly tell at times that they belong to Christ through the lifestyle, through the way they talk, through the way they conduct themselves, through their worship of idols, entertainment, pleasure, and a focus upon signs and wonders, sadly. And I've been in these circles. I've seen this firsthand, all right? So where there is a focus upon signs and wonders, what's happened is it's caused people to turn their focus from Jesus and the message of the gospel. So what the enemy is trying to do is turn the people's focus, the people of God, away from the Great Commission. There is a satanic, demonic conditioning that is occurring right now with the focus on signs and wonders, on conspiracy theories, supernatural events, and spiritual experiences. Now let me just say something. We deliver a supernatural gospel because we, we serve a supernatural God, and the supernatural is real. But the church has never, ever been told to pursue supernatural events. The church is not commissioned to major on conspiracy theories. Conspiracies are real. 
the church has never been told to major on spiritual experiences. What's happening is these things have become a distraction, keeping people hooked and curious, okay, as they seek the next divine manifestation or some other sensational emotional high. And the audience, by and large, who attend these meetings, and yes, I have seen them, and some stuff I've seen, you can't hardly believe it. But I'm here to talk about the kingdom. I'm here to talk about some things, so I have to watch that I don't go down a rabbit trail tonight. I want to stay on topic. But the captive audience who attend these meetings primarily are not grounded in the truth of Scripture. All right? And Isaiah 8 tells us, Isaiah 8, 12 to 13, and Jesus said it in Matthew 12, that a wicked and adulterous generation is seeking after signs, okay? Instead of preparing individually and corporately for the appearing of the Lord Jesus Christ, who, yes, is coming sooner than we know, sooner than we think. Instead of preparing people to receive Christ in evangelism, we have steered them away and they've been caught up in following after ministries and movements and manifestations, many, in fact, I'm going to be so bold to say, and much, I believe, does not come from the Spirit of God. We are to be focused on preparing for the Lord's appearing. We are to be focused upon evangelism. We are to stay focused upon making disciples and missions. Now, when we share the gospel message, we, we must understand that people have to be shown that we are all sinners, that we've all broken God's law. Before we can show them grace, we must show them that we're all guilty of breaking God's law. So when we talk to folks, and, and try to share the gospel message with them, we have to ask them, have you kept God's Ten Commandments? No, none of us have. Here's the thing. All of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And we can ask them, if you died today and God judged you by his Ten Commandments, would you be guilty or innocent? Well, the answer is we all deserve hell based on God's commandments. And the Church of Laodicea doesn't want to talk about hell because it offends people. It makes them uneasy. But we must tell them that grace is available through Jesus Christ, but they must understand that they are separated. Every single one of us is separated from God. And they must understand Jesus Christ, God's Son, who has eternally existed with the Father, paid our death penalty when he died in our place. Jesus is the only way to God the Father. He is the only way to eternal life. And that we must share with them that they must believe and trust that Jesus died for them. We must repent. You see, repentance is not a popular word. Sadly, easy believism, this is what I call it, the concept and the reality of easy believism has entered churchianity. And this influence basically neglects the basic elements that lead to eternal life. These elements are true repentance, 
through faith and obedience to God's word, according to John 17, 3. So this easy believism offers a false comfort and convenience by telling people that can be saved by repeating a sinner's prayer, asking Jesus into their heart. But what we need to understand is instead of emphasizing the necessity of a changed heart, instead of calling people to turn from sin and worldliness, this influence has lulled the sheep to sleep. Now, let me just say this. God has used altar calls to bring people to repentance in faith in Jesus Christ. We must understand the sinner's prayer is not the new birth. The sinner's prayer is not true, uh, uh, the true new birth, an encounter with the living Christ. Now, God can use different prayers. He can use an altar call. But to gain eternal life, true salvation involves repentance. And that means to quit and go in another direction. And Jesus said it well in Luke's gospel. He said, unless you repent, all of you will perish. You know, there is a reason they wanted to push Jesus over a cliff. There is a reason they wanted to throw stones at him and at Paul and at the early church. There was a reason the civil and religious leaders wanted to arrest him. It's because Jesus was calling for a radical change of thinking and speaking and acting. And it caused, he says, there has to be a changed lifestyle from an earthly mindset and kingdom to a heavenly mindset and kingdom. Okay? Now, I've heard people say, that some people are too heavenly-minded to be any earthly good. But I disagree with that. I believe if you're going to be any earthly good, that you must be heavenly-minded because, beloved, we must understand this world is passing away quickly, quickly. God's go home quickly. We're hearing uh, of, of young people passing away, not people who have even lived uh, what we would call to a mature uh, age level or life. Jesus can come for any one of us at any time. And and so, again, our focus has to be is to show them they must believe. They must confess, confess and be baptized in water and know that we're all a sinner in need of a Savior. And belief, okay, a belief alone is not giving mental assent to facts, okay? It is the acknowledgement of my need for salvation, and it's going to be confirmed by baptism in water. We know that baptism in water is a declaration of faith in Jesus and my identification with him in death. We must be born again. We must be filled with the Spirit. We must put on the full armor of God. Part of the problem with this easy believism that has permeated the confessing church, instead of emphasizing a changed heart, turning from sin and worldliness. The sheep have been lulled to complacency. There's no call for deep repentance. There's no call for being filled with the Spirit, turning from worldliness, a call to prayer and fasting and giving. And as Paul said, I have counted everything but dung. But for the excellency of the knowledge that Paul could say, he says, everything I've been through, including my pedigree, my background, my knowledge, what I've been taught, and this is a well-respected Pharisee of Pharisees, 
He said, everything, I count it but dung, but for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ. And there is little or no teaching to death to the self-life. And apart from the new birth, beloved, and an ongoing walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, there can be no transformation into a new creature, Romans 12.2. So the influence of easy believism has produced careless, immature Christians. It does not prepare believers to endure fiery trials. And when I say fiery trials, beloved, we haven't seen anything yet. I know some of you, as I'm talking tonight, you are going through some stuff. Let me just say, I too have been through some stuff, some really hard stuff. And as we walk with Jesus for many decades and many years, and the older we get, we're going to go through more stuff. But what's happening is the modern-day church, for the most part, is telling them, oh, you're going to escape. Jesus is going to carry you away before any of this stuff comes. Now, yes, there is a rapture, a harpazo, a catching away of believers. The Bible teaches that, absolutely. But prior to this, hardship, persecution, and tribulation will increase. So if you are sitting and listening to messages that are just filling your mind with information, and again, Jesus will use his Holy Spirit, and if you are born by the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Lord within you, whom we call the Comforter, will comfort you, beloved. But I'm also here to tell you, if you are compromising and in sin, and you know it, he will make you very uncomfortable. Praise God. So, you see, false conversions is rampant. And I I hope that this is explaining to you what Jesus is looking at. Now, we know that spiritual blindness, God has a remedy for spiritual blindness. Uh, For example, in the Old Testament, Elisha's servant's eyes were open through prayer. He could not see the angels of the Lord in the chariots and camped about all of them. So, We know that blindness can be a judgment upon the wicked, as it was in the book of Genesis in the days of Lot. These um, perverted individuals were judged with blindness as they were trying to pursue uh, the men who had come to, to refuge in Lot's house. All right, so blindness is also a judgment upon the wicked. And we also see from Mark's Gospel, chapter 10, when a blind man cries out for mercy, he receives his sight. Beloved, I tell the Lord all the time, Father, I'm not seeing clearly. Please give me grace. I know that I can't see everything I would like to see or know everything I'd like to know, but I'm asking that you would have mercy on me and give me eyes to see what I need to see today for clarity so that I don't fall into a ditch because the Bible tells us that the blind leaders of the blind will lead other blind people and they all fall into the ditch. And so Jesus is wanting to give us clarity and focus. And the church of Laodicea and an individual who is in that place, what they don't understand is that Laodicea is oblivious to its own condition. Laodicea is a spiritual state of being. It is, in fact, the word Laodicea means the judgment of the people, people's opinion. 
and it is marked by a wide road and all-inclusive man-centered gospel which appeals to the masses. And it had, uh, in the the ancient world, it had considerable wealth. It was known for its prosperous um, cloth and textiles. It was a center of manufacturing. And the city itself had no water of its own, okay? And uh, so the, the lukewarm state is a mark of spiritual decline, and it is driven by self-will, by sensuality, by carnality. And Jesus did not give a single word to commend the Laodiceans, who were a reflection of the culture in which they lived. He says that this church, this individual, this denomination must repent. He's about to vomit them out. We've already discussed that, okay? And if we understand that God's remedy for blindness is there for every one of us. We know that the anointing that Jesus brings us and that he places upon his servants, it says that the anointing brings recovery of sight to the blind. That's Isaiah 42 and Luke 4.18. Jesus said he's, uh, he's been anointed to bring recovery of sight to the blind. And the miracles that Jesus performed not only were to give eyesight in the natural to people, but to help them to see not only physically, but into the spirit realm. And Jesus, again, says, blessed are the pure in heart, they shall see God. That's Matthew 5, 8. And when Ananias laid hands on Saul of Tarsus, the scales of blindness that were on his eyes fell from his eyes. And we read about that in Acts chapter 9. All right, so again, Saul, the religious zealot who persecuted the church, who stood by with the stoning and consented to the stoning of Stephen. Beloved, the religious zealots are out there. You know that, and I know that. And they would like to cut us off and take us out. But we have a job to do. We have a course we have to finish. So repentance and spiritual eye solve is a remedy for spiritual blindness. Praise God for that. Another thing that I would um, like to address is one of the major tools used by the enemy. One of the ambushes that God uses is the voice of fear and intimidation. And so fear and deception are two major tools used by the enemy, and he would like to trip us up. They are two, sadly, two effective tools, but there's also a remedy. And so we can take authority over the spirit of fear that tries to assault our minds and our families, our businesses, our ministries, and we pray in faith and we stand by the grace in God. We have faith in the person of Jesus Christ. Beloved, if you put your faith in a local church, if you put your faith in a ministry, that doesn't mean we don't love them and that we can't glean from the ministries. What it means is the church cannot empower us. It is the Lord Jesus Christ and the Spirit of God within us who empowers us. And the church, as you know, is not a place. It's not a building. That word church means ecclesia, the called out ones. It is a living organism. And we, as John has said many times, we are in this together. We are trying to walk out and work work out our salvation with fear and trembling. We're trying to work out, walk out what God has placed within us. And the wise 
virgins who have plenty of oil are not fearing the darkness and they're not focused upon it. Beloved, if you're focused on the darkness and the error and the faults and the negativity, you're going to be depressed and anxious and upset and worried and fearful. That's why we repented at the onset of the show, because we need to stay kingdom focused. Man's kingdom, called Babylon, the city that man builds, as you know, we've said this multiple times, has economic, religious, and uh, political elements to it. But then there's God's city, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven. And that Jerusalem is prepared. And so with oil in the lamps, the wise can see. They have wisdom and an understanding of the times. This is like the children of uh, Issachar in First Chronicles 12.32. It says they had wisdom and an understanding of the times. Hallelujah. And global, we know this. Globalists are united in their goal of a worldwide control. We know this. We're aware of this, and we are to be watching. Yes, we are to be aware. We know that now the nations are joining themselves together with the harlot of Babylon, but the saints are united with Christ. We know that as saints, we have to resist the paranoia and the fear-driven agenda that's being promoted by these demonic principalities, these huge entities, whose combined strengths and resources and influences are enormous in Babylon, which is man's city, okay? And we've mentioned this before. I'm going to mention them again. But these are the entities that we are having to battle with. And they want to beat down the saints of God, the people of God. They want to overwhelm us. Uh, we know that, the, for the first one, the tech giant, we know that the cyberspace gurus and the masterminds of transhumanism, technology, and artificial intelligence, which we believe will be um, demonically monitored, the nanotechnology, and those who are developing the bio-digital convergence programs and the supercomputer data storage. Okay, the tech giants are becoming more and more powerful. And we know that there's a military giant. We know that there are um, things taking place in space. There are things circling the earth that we don't fully understand. We know that uh, this giant utilizes surveillance and has placed satellites to develop systems that deliver chemical, biological, microwave and nuclear, magnetic and beam weapons. We know the secret space program is a reality. We know that these beam weapons are a reality. We know that biological weapons have been a reality for a very long time and human beings have been the experiments of those. We know what the, what the big pharma giant, okay, these criminal scientists, falsify data. Let me tell you, beloved, their day is coming. Every knee is going to bow and every tongue is going to confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. But this big pharma giant have in fact are full of criminal scientists. Not, not everybody that works in a pharmacy or, or for these companies are criminals. Certainly not. But the elitists and the globalists 
at the top want to create a depend want people to create a dependency upon harmful drugs harmful substances and they create mind altering products we know this and also there's ge- uh, genetic bioengineering we know these things we know that the media are nothing but puppets who are providing propaganda and they're communicating the narrative they are spreading the disinformation and as a result what do we have the mind control of the masses we know what the central bankers these elitist robber barons with their ever-changing currencies are real estate titans and the manipulation of the economy is a reality we know that for them secular humanism and climate change is their religion but they cannot be delivered all right there there is a remnant of people who are being prepared there is a chosen generation a royal priesthood a bride who is beloved by the Lord Jesus Christ that is being prepared and stands in stark contrast to the churchianity of this age to what we know as Laodicea there are counterfeit aspects of those who come in his name all right and I want to just mention three of them because they're uh, in the Word of God let me just say that there are those like Hananiah Hananiah was a false prophet and with the coming elections and with things that are coming there are going to be false pronouncements they're going to be people who make a loud claim to speak for God and Hananiah performed a prophetic act with passion let me just say this these individuals like Hananiah can be passionate they can have charismatic personalities but they deliver false prophecies it is a mixture they prophesy out of their own hearts and they cause God's people to trust in a lie beloved we have to ask the Lord to help us to discern the spirit Jeremiah confronted Hananiah and Jeremiah spoke the truth and gave a true prophecy in Jeremiah 28 then there were individuals like Rabshakeh okay and you can read about him in 2nd Kings 18 and 19 2nd Chronicles 32 Rabshakeh delivered a convincing religious message to God's people to follow the king of Assyria so he offers the people material incentives for them to change their theology kind of like offering bribes like we talked about earlier and then there was Caiaphas who was a high priest so we're talking about someone in the priestly order here someone who confesses to be one of God's own but what did Caiaphas do he prophesied correctly listen to what I'm saying he prophesied accurately he elaborated on truth in scripture but he was motivated by personal gain he used his position to convince people to reject Jesus Christ and to proclaim their allegiance to a false Christ inciting them to say we have no king but Caesar he Caiaphas this high priest 
this religious person. Now hear me, he was in league with the religious and the civil authorities. You can read about that in John 11, John 18, and 19. So we can see that this is an influence that is with us here today. The spirit of the age has influenced the church. God's people, the faithful, can tell the difference. Beloved, the closer we walk with him, the more we're going to see some things. It's almost like it's just something that doesn't sit right. You hear a message. You hear a prophecy. You hear a teaching. And let me just say that valid and legitimate ministries will encourage you to test the word of God. And what I'm sharing with you tonight, I ask you to be good Bereans and measure the scripture I'm sharing and what I'm saying by the word of God. Because, beloved, there is witchcraft that has entered the body of Christ. And this spirit utilizes intimidation, okay? And it is rooted in rebellion. And these wicked rulers in the church and outside the church. And yes, the wicked, sadly, are in high places in many places in the, in the religious community. But the spirit-filled people of God are going to discern the fear-based psychological operations of the enemy. They're going to discern it. All right? They're going to know and recognize when a new crisis or black swan event arises. Another pandemic, another calamity, more war, increase in war, and chaos. Of course, the New World Order and the globalists want to implement their Agenda 2030 and the Great Reset, but the saints are are discerning this witchcraft, the use of domination, manipulation, and control. You see, Jesus has to get this stuff out of us first, okay? He needs to purge us and we need to cooperate with the spirit of god that we're not using our influence to try to manipulate others to get them to do what we think they should do this stuff is going on everywhere god's got to get it out of his people first you see that jezebel spirit sadly is in operation it's a hidden agenda and it seeks to gain loyalty and support through the use of seduction domination and manipulation to achieve its desires to control the lives of others. And this spirit, this Jezebel spirit, which is rooted in rebellion and witchcraft, will threaten others. All right? So Jesus wants to get this out of his people first. It's already happening everywhere around us. But this influence threatens others and suggests harm to them. In other words, it'll say, I will punish you if you don't agree with me. And it will utilize anger and guilt and shame and temper tantrums. Parents, if this is going on in your household, you need to lovingly bring correction to your children. Households need to come into divine authority. Husbands and wives need to understand their roles. They need to honor one another. We need to honor our brothers and sisters in Christ, even if we don't agree with them. Now, if they have wandered into doctrinal error, if they have wandered uh, into immorality, that's another thing. Certainly, we've cut off relationships with those. 
we walk with those. We walk with the pure in heart. We walk with those who are upright before the Lord, all right? So those who will not repent, uh, sadly, we need to set aside. But if there are minor issues and things that we are not in agreement with, we need to understand. We need to focus our concentration on getting the lost into the ark. We need to stay focused on evangelism. We need to stay focused on discipleship and We need to know that God has things he wants to show us. John was shown in the book of Revelation. Again, there are things that Jesus is going to show us up close, things in our lives that we need to see right now. Remember that magnifying glass. We're going to see it even closer, and he will say, he'll put his finger on something and say, this is something we need to address. I love you, but we can't compromise in this way. Uh, And with a pair of binoculars, again, to see what's just ahead of us. It's not right in front of us, but we can see at a distance. We can see things coming. Jesus will show us things to come. And again, even farther out uh, into the future, with a telescope, for example, beyond the earthly realm, we will know that there is a millennial kingdom that is coming. Praise God for that. But right now we are in the gospel age. Right now, we need to be salt and light, beloved, a preservative which flavors food and keeps it from spoiling, okay? Jesus said if the salt becomes worthless, it's cast out and it's trampled underfoot. So what we need to understand that drastic measures are necessary to awaken the lukewarm and the events that are coming to the nation I live in, which is the United States, I don't know what nation you live in, what state you live in, but let me just say this. Drastic measures are coming. Drastic measures, wake-up calls, are necessary to awaken the lukewarm. Remember what Jesus said, I'm not willing that any should perish. Our Father is incredibly long-suffering, is incredibly merciful. And Jesus will allow conditions to become severe in our own lives. Oh, yes, he will. He will comfort us with his Holy Spirit. He will provide for us supernaturally. But he knows what idols his people are bowing to and worshiping. Now, we may not see them. He's going to remove some things. There's some stripping that's coming. He has to cut some things off, okay? He wants to awaken those who are destined for destruction. And Jesus called himself the amen, meaning when he has said something, it is final. He doesn't waver, beloved. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The gifts of the Spirit are in operation today, and they are for all of us. Don't listen to the voice of the cessationists who say that the gifts of the Spirit and the callings of God passed away with the early note church. No, no. These gifts are necessary for us today. And Jesus doesn't waver. His statements are absolute. There is no room for debate with Jesus. He is the faithful and the true witness. And no man can add to or take away from the words he has written in his book. And beloved, ambushes are a reality. Traps and snares and devices of the enemy have been set. But I pray and believe and trust as we seek the Lord continually. He said, pray without ceasing, beloved. Now, 
depending on what's going on in your home, your schedule, etc., etc., Jesus knows the best time to meet with you. All you have to do is ask him. He can help you to cut out little pockets of time during the day. For some of you, it'll be early in the morning. For others, it will be late at night. For others, it'll be when you have time alone, here or there. Don't allow the enemy to bring you under condemnation because you think, oh, I've missed it. It's the wrong time for prayer. Any time with Jesus, beloved, and praying and talking to him and reading his word, any time is a good time. So if we understand that deception is a mark of the church of Laodicea, we will be clearly prepared, as he mentioned, and he spoke of it continually in in, um, the book of Matthew in chapter 24. There's an incredible promise to the one who overcomes what Jesus said the church of Laodicea has to overcome. She has to overcome her indifference. She has to overcome her lukewarmness. And Jesus said he wants us to either be hot or cold. So he wants to set our lives on fire. He makes his ministers the flames of his fire. Hallelujah. And if we overcome, if we buy from him gold refined in the fire, if we buy from him white garments, if we buy from him that I solve, if we overcome the deception, the lukewarm state, the laziness. An incredible promise is given to the one who repeats, who repents. To he who overcomes will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and have sat down with my father in his throne. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The overcomer is going to walk with Jesus in white. The overcomer's name is eternally in the book of life. He makes his overcomers to be like a pillar in the temple of our God. He has given us a new name. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Promises, wonderful promises, crowns, rewards are laid up to the one who heeds God's word. And so for that reason, I say to you, Jesus, Be the glory and the honor and the praise, our soon coming king, majestic king, glorious Alpha and Omega. Come quickly, Lord Jesus. And this we ask and pray in your name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Absolutely awesome message as always. Praise Jesus. Thank you so much. And you're absolutely you're 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 very very right. Um, you know, it's one thing to be watching. It's one thing to be aware. It's one thing to be a watchman. You can be a watchman. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, as a matter of fact, a lot of us are called to do that work. There's you know there's disciplines of many different types that are a part of the kingdom and getting us all ready. Um, uh, but it, you know that 
prioritization of spending, you know, falling in love with the, our Heavenly Father, falling in love with Jesus, you know, being full of gushing praise and spending time in worship and the power that that brings into your life and the, the, uh, the, the side effect of that power, which is, you know, really stomps the darkness and, and opens doors for you, just like it did when, uh, when uh, Paul and Silas were, you know, the, the earthquake, I mean, just from praise. I mean, it's amazing, the walls of Jericho, and we, you know, that making Jesus our first love, you know, getting your priorities in order and and always seeking God, uh, as, as Sister Terry was, was, you know, admonishing all of us to do, uh, and making sure that those priorities are right, because when we... You know, it's one thing to be aware of the things that are happening around the world and being a watchman, but you don't want to make that... Uh, you know, something that, that Jesus has to be first. We have got to set aside that time. We've got to get our priorities in order. We've got, you know, like I've told people many times, you know, get on your knees. You know, if Jesus prayed on his knees, I get on my knees. I, I, you know, that's just me. And that's, that's how I want to worship God. That's how I want to seek him. And um, I, I, I do believe that it's nowadays it's exceedingly easy um, I, I'm, I'm sad to say that I actually have folks that I know very well that are pulled, they're hungrily pulled toward the recovery of this country. Um, and it's, um, it's very unfortunate because that, um, it's a sad, it's a sad situation. Um, you know, the, the, to, to Terry's point, and it's so true, you, you can get, you can get pulled into the, into doom scrolling, spending all your time doing that kind of stuff, looking for the next big major event that's going to occur. Hey, it's going to happen. But putting that as a priority before your relationship of love with the Lord Jesus, that's not good. And also understanding and reading your word and putting that as a priority in your life is really important. I mean, I, I need to step it up for myself even. So, um, Terry, did you want to um, share anything else, your uh, email again with everybody? Sure, John. Uh, my email address again is a word in due season 777 at gmail.com. I'd love to receive your prayer requests. I certainly will pray for you. And also, again, I encourage you to visit the website at awordindueseason.com. Thank you so much, John. Amen. Praise God. And another awesome message. Thank you so much, Terry. I, uh, I don't know about y'all out there, but it definitely gets me motivated. And uh, that's what we need. We need to, you know, you got to, it's, it's everything. It's all of the above. But you've got to have your priorities in order. How many of us love the Lord our God with all our heart, all our mind, all our soul? That's a lot of love. And you know what? Rewards don't come to anybody who's doing it out of anything else out of, other than out of love. So being like Jesus, uh, the word is, uh, you know, the word in the Greek is in duo, which uh, basically means to put him on like a garment. Okay, and it, it's, it's an intense uh, relationship, and it should, we should be hungry for that time. Because, folks, I'll tell you what, in the days that we're in right now, that is where your true peace is going to come from and 
your power over the darkness. Praise God. So thank you so much, Terry. What a powerful, motivating message this has been. We, we love you to pieces. And uh, again, a word in due season. That's D-U-E, a word in due season, 777 at gmail.com. And yes, her and her husband uh, definitely pray for people. And um, uh, it's, uh, you know, Reach out. Reach out. Praise God. All right. So anyway, thank you all for joining us tonight. Looking at the schedule, we will be seeing you Wednesday night at 7 p.m., Lord willing. Thank you all. God bless you. And thank you, Terry, as always. Amen. God bless you. Good night. Good night, everyone.
Shall see my glory 